0: Lights, camera, action.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined by TK today. Hopefully, Keenan will join us a bit later, but not certain currently. The matchup we'll be getting into today is 2004's Football Factory versus 2005's Green Street. TK, you are glad to be here today.
0: Yeah, Keenan not here. I feel like a uh, sort of deeply unpopular caretaker manager (laughs) who stepped in, and he's going to be judged off his first training session. It's all just going to fall apart, but uh, we'll see how it goes.
1: In fairness. What else are you going to do on a Thursday night? Excellent. Sit in your fucking armchair, wanking off to the Europa League, then aimlessly scroll Tinder as you struggle to come to terms with your wasted super-like and your lack of decent matches. <laughs> and go and stunt your wages on pizzas, eight-fold acres, and maybe a bit of Charlie. Fuck that for <laughs> a laugh. I know what I'd rather be doing. Movie madness away. Love it.
0: <laughs> uh, excellent. Excellent. You're happy with that, and I'm happy with it as well, actually. You know what? He's done all right, though.
1: I am. Um, we've uh, swapped out maybe a bit of Charlie for Ultimate Team, which doesn't really work with you here, uh, a titty bar. And <laughs> really, we had a, a lot of options for there. But, uh, we've set up with the theme of uh, Football Factory.
0: It's a bad... It's a bad indictment that Ultimate Team was the least applicable there, but we'll carry on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think about that as I, as, as I said it. <laughs> um, I usually go with news of the week here for Keenan, but outside of Vanessa Hudgens claiming she can speak to ghosts.
0: What is with that woman? Yeah,
1: And a an opinion piece with someone saying that the best next step for Robert Downey Jr.'s career post Iron Man is to go all in with Sherlock there wasn't too much to get into. So what I have done with the theme of the two films that we're doing today, I've got kind of a history of football hooligan movies in this country in particular. Wow, okay. So the first record of a football hooligan film that I could find was in about in the early 1970s and for about 10, 20 years they were almost entirely based out of Italy.
0: Makes sense.
1: Yeah, which when you look at some of their fan bases, particularly of the past, yeah, does make perfect sense. Um, The first one that I could actually find in this country, and I may have missed something, was in the early 1980s, and it was an Italian director being based out of England, and it was set in Liverpool to do with the Hazel disaster, and it was like... That's bold. <laughs> An Italian comes over here and then works with the police to try and spot someone up in a police lineup, but it made almost no money.
0: Yeah, I think it might struggle to sell now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Understandably, it wasn't going to take off in this country. No. And so the first record that I could find of a kind of proper film being made here was in 1989's with Gary Oldman's The Firm. The story behind that was essentially Channel 4 were overtaking them with the kind of content they were creating. BBC were just stuck making these kind of studio plays and just churning those out, and Channel 4 were actually doing something a bit more creative. So the BBC actually put a dedicated team together to move on from those and start making more of what we'd now call like TV movies.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Through a team called uh, Screen 2. And so ID was the second of the second lot. So only about an hour and seven minutes long, which I guess is why when we get a remake about 20 years later, they kind of go a different direction with it.
0: Did you watch the uh, the remake?
1: Yeah, I've seen the remake and I've yeah, only I've seen, seen bits of the original. I think mm. my dad basically just told me to watch it and... I remember li- literally nothing of it other than it's got Gary Oldman in it.
0: Yeah,
1: fair enough. And th- th- the remake wasn't too memorable. I just remember all the different colour tracksuits in there.
0: Yeah, just looking a bit leery. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: So, obviously, despite it being hailed as, and held up as kind of, I guess, the poster boy of, of these kind of films, it then takes another six years for us to get ID which is, I guess, another take on the policeman goes undercover, but actually prefers the life he chooses undercover, with football hooliganism this time as the lifestyle of choice. And then it's nine years until we see football hooligans on the big screen again in this country, and it's a film that we've kind of half covered on this podcast, and I wonder if it immediately comes to your mind or not.
0: How? What, what sort of time period did you say?
1: Two thousand early two thousand and
0: four. When was Rise of the Foot Soldier? Two
1: thousand and seven. Um okay. very different type of film. I'm actually referring to Euro Trip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which
1: comes out just a few months before Football Factory, but there's literally nothing that I could find between those years. So even with the success that those films had they clearly weren't deemed as something that anyone was really willing to risk trying to make some money on.
0: Well, I guess the, the point is we were kind of like uh, sort of the scourge of Europe at that point. We were kind of shamed. And so as a result, I imagine you needed a bit of time after the 80s for, which for everything to sort of die down a bit and for yeah. it to become acceptable that you can make a film yeah. almost trivialising all this stuff, really.
1: Yeah, because Football Factory comes out and then... About a year later, Green Street comes out. So I couldn't find whether Green Street was already in development before that. I don't know if one inspired the other or if it was just happened to be a coincidence. Um, I'm sure it wasn't bad for the success of Green Street that you had Football Factory to kind of tip its toe in first. And then once Green Street happens, we get Rise of the Foot Soldier. Two years later, we got Cass, Away Days, The Firm Remaking, all the ones that follow there. So they... Uh, Yeah, dip their toe in and everyone else said, "Okay, now it's a bit more acceptable.
0: 14 Rise of the Foot Soldiers.
1: Yeah, yeah, we don't talk. (laughs) uh, We won't talk about Green Street 2, 3, 4, 5 or Rise of the Foot Soldier 18. Um, But on that note, we'll start with Football Factory today.
2: What else are you going to do on a Saturday? Sit in your fucking armchair wanking off to pop idols? Then try and avoid your wife's gaze as you struggle to come to terms with your sexless marriage? Then go and spunk your wages on kebabs, fruit machines and brasses? Fuck that real a laugh. I know what I'd rather do. Tot them away. Love it.
1: An insight on the gritty life of a bored male Chelsea football hooligan who lives for violence, sex, drugs and alcohol. What? Do you think the critics thought of this?
0: I would have assumed they'd batter it.
1: (laughs) You're probably not too far wrong.
0: Uh, I mean, it's a time period where it didn't really matter what Danny Dyer did. Maybe that still (laughs) applies now, but he was going to get hammered.
1: You are. Uh, The trouble is that this film does not do enough to endear us to Tommy or to his moronic friends. (laughs) Meanwhile, the simplistic story meanders through several cliched structural devices.
0: I don't know what they were expecting from this film, to be honest, it's a walking cliché, it's all part of it.
1: An unsparing depiction of the ugly violence surrounding the beautiful game, The Football Factory uses jagged camera work and a pumped up soundtrack to create a strangely seductive choreography of fists, boots and bricks on flesh. Released just before Euro 2004, any film about English football hooliganism was frankly about as welcome as Victoria Beckham performing at Alex Ferguson's birthday party. Jeez. An impressive 90 minute performance from all involved, with the story of a misguided male bonding around their love for football and fighting. This film is like a mixture of train spotting and fight club.
0: You know what? For, you know, laugh at this film, there's probably something to that.
1: I think that was like the star or someone like that. I tried to take these from not just being stern critics.
0: Yeah, that whole sort of like, you know, there there is a sort of fight for identity in this film for all the more more obvious stuff, which, yeah, could fit into those things.
1: Uh, To condemn the film is to run the risk of sounding humorless, although not as humorless as the film. (laughs) But (laughs) But if the football factory encourages one idiot to transgress the bounds of civilized behavior in Cardiff next week or in Portugal next month, the price of Love's right to make such a film will have been far too high. Uh, There was a definite sense when I was looking back at reviews of this where people were saying why have you waited until right before Euro 2004 to release this?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's maybe tricky isn't
1: it? Whereas I guess if you're the marketing team behind it, there's probably no better time to release it than right before Euro 2004.
0: (laughs) This is it, just before, just after that tournament. It's probably going to be it, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So there isn't much trivia, but then we'll kind of go through the film, well, at least some of the main scenes. Mm. Uh, A a showing of the movie in Malmo, Sweden, actually led into a brawl in the cinema between supporters (laughs) of rival football teams Malmo and Helsingborg. Uh, The movie was actually banned from Swedish cinemas after the brawl. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Did its job. During the encounter between Billy Bright and Millwall Fred at the junior game, Frank Harper ad-libbed most of his lines, including the kebab shop racial slur. The angle shown by Tama Hassan is genuine, and Nick Love kept it in the film.
0: Wow. (laughs) I was not expecting that, I'll admit.
1: He's saying he's method acting, I'm sure.
0: Oh, blimey. Frank Uh, Harper's a brave boy. Yeah.
1: Well, this film very nearly went a different way. Uh, Sean Bean was originally in the film before the original script director and cast was scrapped. Is he playing what? The Zebedee, if we're going by his usual (laughs) being killed (laughs) off?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd assume he was the lead, in which case Tommy has to die.
1: Yeah, I'll mention this, and I've got a little bit more to say on this when we get to the kind of opening scene, but the UK theatrical release was cut short due to illegal DVD piracy. Now, there's a lot more to this. There's effectively two different versions of this film. All right. And every, anyone who seems to have seen the original version says it's better. But I can't get into this now. So basically, uh, a bootleg version was basically stolen from the editing suite and distributed across the country. Okay. And so, if you look, if you search online, if you just search like Football Factory original version, and I think I'll put a link to the different version of the opening scene at the start of the film because the soundtrack's completely different as well. Um, it was just sold in like every pub across the country on dodgy DVDs.
0: It's a nice little time capsule, that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, actually, I'll get to that in a second. So. Despite the word football being in the title, there isn't a second of the game shown at any point of the film, emphasising <laughs> the fact that it's not actually about the football to so the hooligans. So for the opening scene, just to paint the picture here for you, when we have a primal scream during the, the different kind of subsections of the group walking to the meet,
0: hmm.
1: originally it was supersonic by Oasis there. Oh, blimey. And you can see this whole scene on YouTube and... You probably won't want to watch the version that we see on Prime at the moment and on your DVDs again. Yeah. Yeah. At the point when it cuts into the speech, Hmm. in the background, you've got Slide Away by Oasis, where the beat kind of drops and you've just got kind of the melody playing out in the background.
0: I thought the budget's going through the roof just at this.
1: Yeah, so I don't know (laughs) if maybe it was harder to license once it had been leaked, if something was breached and they had to go a different direction because from all you can find, the soundtrack is almost completely different. Yeah. I know one of the other things they changed is when uh, Tommy is having his kind of visions and he's got the thread of seeing like advertising boards and things like that.
3: Mm
1: you basically just had uh, clips of the final fight scene that were chopped in, much like the dream sequence.
0: Right, right.
1: right. So they went a different way to try and be a bit more creative with it. Fair enough. Yeah, the, the opening scene is kind of like a faster cut from this one. You get the same news bulletin, get the buzzwords thrown out, thugs, hooligans, talk of this kind of culture being dead. And then you kick in and you've got them walking through the uh, tube station. Nice. It, it is very good, though, that opening scene and painting the picture. Um, you see the policeman, you see the horses and cutting back and forth with them going. And then pretty much the first audio you hear from anyone is just the thick accents of fucking hell Fucking this and fucking that, and it's like, okay, we're well aware now of the people that we're going to be watching for the next hour and a half.
0: Yeah, I mean, his opening monologue is before we even get to the um,
1: Tottenham away speech.
0: Yeah, before we even get to that, and he's like, getting up, getting beat up by football hooligans. He's like, VD, it goes on forever. it's like, okay, I know, I know <laughs> what we're doing here. You set your stall up, even but when he goes, uh as a sort of means of right, this is gonna be the plot of the film when he goes, well, it's all gonna be was it worth it? Yeah. It's so wooden the way he says that bit at first. The rest of it's great, but the way he says that it's just oh come on, Danny.
1: From from what you can read, a lot of his uh monologues and voiceovers had to be redubbed so many times, like he was just being asked to change it to this, change it to that. Right. Um I do enjoy uh Billy calling Zebedee a, a fucking sigh at the start as he sends him back beyond the wall. So if everyone, if everyone sees us all here, they're going to be on Fuck, top of us.
0: Fucking sigh is a great insult. But I tried, <laughs> I tried getting going and I, I didn't really have it in there. Although I did start, end up using melt quite a lot at one point in my life. I
1: actually think the first time fucking I heard melt. it probably was from Keenan. And I was a bit like, i don't, never heard that before. What, sorry? And then, uh, milk. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah.
0: It is a great, great word.
1: Yeah, and in terms of kind of setting the stall out, as we said, it's good in this scene, and they do do it for the whole film, where they'll occasionally give you a shot of like a member of the general public, and the looks they give them, and just almost like pity, and like, how old are you? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah,
0: that, that woman having a go in the scrap outside of the thing is sort of like, does kind of bring you a bit down to earth, doesn't it? Yeah. You get buzzed and you're like, oh, yeah.
1: maybe. Because I do kind of want to close out once we've gone through these scenes to talk about the moral implications they try and hammer home or lack of. (laughs) I think it's a bit confused in in this film because you do have bits like that and then obviously we'll get to the ending. Um, Smoke bomb going through the door. (laughs) (laughs) Or kind of a i quote uh, Green Street, kind of like a 2 bob mob, as you've got here. It's supposed to be some of the thickest people you'll ever see. <laughs> Through the space of the film, he gets his hands on a flare gun and a smoke bomb. I don't know how readily available these are and how you're concealing these when you go into the football past all of these police, but look, they're resourceful.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even the uh, getting into getting the one kid to punch the other kids. Don't oh, fuck around, do it. Just then watch the kid get shit.
1: <laughs> so the speech that we all know and love, that oh man, I've mean i referenced at the start of this, in the alternate version, is actually completely different. And you may have seen this scene before. He says, uh, are you going to sit in some poxy office with a cunt for a boss telling you what to do as you count your pennies trying to make ends meet in a country that's sinking into strikes and wars? At the end of the day, you have to go into your cosy little flat in Nowheresville, pull your Ikea curtains shut to hide from the big bad world and just pretend it's not happening. Or are you going to stand up and be counted, make a difference and feel the rush? Just for once say, fuck it. I'm called up like a spring and I'm ready to burst and wanking ain't doing it no more. I need violence to make me feel alive. I know what I'd rather do, mate. Tottenham away. Love it.
0: That feels like mighty more respectable, doesn't it? So, so trying, they were trying to get like a bigger message out with that one.
1: Yeah, because I'll, I'll send you the scene pretty much as soon as we finish this.
0: I think it's, I've heard that one before. It was the, yeah. it was the office bit that caught, caught my attention there and then the IKEA. Stuff. It, it said, said
1: yeah. it, it's a bit more dejected in the way he's saying it. And that's why I think it's a bit confused, because when you read any description of this scene, they describe it as an epiphany for Tommy when he gets punched mm. in. OK, what am I doing in my life? And when you hear this said, it is a lot more. Okay, I'm not really happy doing this, but I'd rather be doing this than that.
0: Than the alternative. Yeah.
1: Whereas a bit more effective than what we get. Yeah. The one we get is essentially like I would not trade this life for anything. (laughs) This is the best thing in the world. I love it. And I think they even show him smiling after he's been punched. Like, I'm I'm well in with this.
0: There's no sense that that punch has changed anything for him or given him an epiphany in in the version we get. No. I think one of the best, apart from the fact it's just a great speech anyway, I think one of the best things in it is he's also definitely doing half the things he talks about. (laughs) Like fruit machines, brasses, kebabs. I'm sure that's all part of his weekend. He's basically just subbing out marriage for getting beaten up. That's basically what he's done.
1: And he actually doesn't have a wife's gaze that he needs to avoid
0: yeah yeah he's basically just saying he just doesn't want to get married at this point it's the only thing he's really telling us here
1: and he's covering up the guilt of what he's definitely done over pop idols michelle mcmanus has got him going and he's <laughs> gone i'd never do that one can have a pop idols mate <laughs> what what a depressing thing to be doing
0: it, it does mean there, really. within this as well we've had this one and the uh, there's nothing different about me. I'm just another bored male approaching 30 in a dead-end job who lives for the weekend, casual sex, watered-down lager, heavily cut drugs, and occasionally kicking fuck out of someone. <laughs> We've had this all within the first what, five to seven minutes of it. There's a kind of a feeling that some Pacino films are kind of seemingly just based around when we can get his rant in. We've essentially just got, when can Danny go on a speech here, and we'll figure out the rest around it.
1: Well, yeah, because in-, in fairness, in...
0: I've I have been... just compared Danny Dyer to Petunia. That is correct.
1: <laughs> well, I've never been negative about this film, but the whole, well, I mean, half the reason for doing this was when we would speak about this in like year 12, what, 17 years old, I was very firmly in the Green Street camp. And I've spoken about this before, watching it on an iPod in French lessons. I was all in. Um, and there's no film really more than Football Factory that I would compare to almost just being a list of set pieces. Like I don't need anything that's in between it and that's why I think the film is better when you've not seen it for a while because you do just remember these highlights Um, and the quotables in this are going to stand up against I mean we've got like a 128 film bracket here and the quotables are going to stand up next to any of them.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Agreed. The next kind of
1: Iconic scene, I guess, and it's one we spoke about when we did Goodfellas. So, if your Pacino comparison, you felt bad for maybe this is one.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and when we did the funny how scene in Goodfellas, we referenced.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Is there any kind of similarity here? Is that something that they're thinking about when they do this? And it's the uh, are you trying to mug me off in front of my pals?
0: Show sure us your hand, Bill.
1: Yeah. And then uh, hold your hand up. We'll see how old you are. I. Don't know if you've said this previously because of Football Factory, but I do enjoy his uh, just a kid, ain't
0: you? <laughs> he has a
1: lot of yeah. smirk to himself. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I do say it entirely for that purpose. Yeah, correct. It's, it is great because it's such like a sort of harrowing scene where you're thinking he is going to actually just kill this kid, and then it is thrown in with just the occasional like stumble bum, <laughs> like that yeah. that kind of make you laugh. Something that I was Lutter gonna stuttering.
1: Something I was gonna bring up at some point, and I do think it's a worthwhile conversation to have. Like, how good of an actor is Danny Dyer? Because you've spoken about him there uh, previously, and like he wasn't getting much respect. Probably still doesn't. Um, a lot of his roles you do just refer to in the same way as Adam Sandler, like he's just playing himself. Yeah. Whereas more than most that I can think of. There are some scenes in this film where his acting is quite good. like The scenes of him gradually going through his meltdown. That's not bad acting when he's kind of getting the tears on, when he's looking all dejected, even when he's kind of acting drunk, whether whether he was or not. I don't really know how good of an actor he is.
0: No, I mean, maybe this is a reflection on the rest of the film. I think he's one of the best in this. I don't think there's much flexibility for some of the lads in this. I think he's probably just always been a victim of his own success and that he became known very quickly and very well for a certain role. And it probably belied the fact that he probably has a little bit more to him than is suggested, but he's never going to be able to escape it, basically, ultimately.
1: Yeah, because like like I said, I I do think he is good in this, even just some of the subtle mannerisms like um, his face when Zebedee says i your hand out. We'll see how old you are. Yeah, he's yeah, so yeah. good. And look, some of these guys are just better when they are playing just a slightly hammed up version of themselves. And there's no real issue if, if that's the role he's going to play in this. He, do, he does it a lot better in this than he does in the business, I think, having seen them so close together.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. He's. I think he's also one of, maybe the only, one of the only characters in this film with any depth as well.
3: Yeah, like the only
0: yeah. one who's really thinking about this whole life and what they're doing. No one else. The thought doesn't even really occur to them.
1: Because well, I, I, I didn't have it down as a scene to really break down, but the kind of character arc that we get with Billy, where he's <laughs> Is depressed. Is there an arc? <laughs> he, 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 when he does the classic stand in a doorway and over here. That, him being that little bit
0: that, kills me. Absolutely he does too much cool. coke and
1: he can't lead a firm. And then you've got this like emotional moment of him walking home in the dark, <laughs> and his wife <laughs> saying, "No, you are all right," as he has to kind of pat himself down and be like, "I'm a good bloke,
0: aren't I?" It's just so out of nowhere. This small bit where we're supposed to have some like massive empathy <laughs> for Brian, it just makes no sense at all. <laughs> we just have no warning that this is coming, and then suddenly, it's sort of, just some melancholy background music. So, like, oh, let's go cry for Billy. What? Yikes. In
1: in this scene, this is kind of the peak of him in this film. And even the way it's shot, I think, is really good because they do these proper close-ups of Billy every time when he's sticking it on Zebedee. And it's so close that it's like he's almost in your face.
0: Yeah.
1: And then when they do the shots uh, of Billy, uh, of uh, Zebedee, sorry... It's almost from like Billy's eye line. So like some of his head is literally cut off where he's kind of looking down over him and his face just looks like he wants the ground to swallow him up as you would with this giant giant granite bloke sticking it on you. (laughs) But it's it's so well done. And even if it is half ripping off the funny house scene, it's an original way to do it. And it is just a great scene.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is one of the best for sure it's
1: brilliant um the night out is another scene obviously uh and i guess we're at, we're at the point here just before anything starts to go wrong for any of them um first thing i wrote down i know there's no way of avoiding it really when you're shooting a scene like this but anytime you can hear the people kind of speaking clear enough that they can shout over the music to someone else across the bar. It always just takes me straight out of the scene because that just cannot happen. What do you mean? Him in a in a club where the music's blaring and he's able to shout all the way across the bar <laughs> to the two girls to see if well, they want it, <laughs> And he's can able to tequilas. get the, the barman just serves him just immediately. There's a whole thing there and just he <laughs> wants to get these birds a drink. They, he's just, yep, sound. And then, I don't
0: think that takes me out of it. I think, I've got it. You accept that that's happening.
1: I mean, it's just a nitpick with, because they do yeah. it in, in all films with this. It, it's better here than it is in the business where they are in a club, the music is pumping, you've got a packed dance floor and they're still able to shout across from each other. <laughs> But yeah, there's no other real way you can do it other than I guess you would usually have them almost talk in each other's ear, but you just make it more audible. Or they say, Can we talk outside?
0: Yeah, I mean imagine how irritating a film it would be if it replicated real life. What? What? <laughs> oh well don't nah, don't worry about it. It's fine.
1: You get the quote to open this scene, uh the next best thing to violence is sex, and seeing as there's nearly 500,000 single women in London, I must be in with half a chance, especially as i fuck anything that's breathing.
0: This, this whole thing is just one <laughs> quotable after another. Roger Frenton's proper fucking slosh. Is it buckets? <laughs> I'm not even yeah. sure what the second word is, but proper fucking slosh buckets. My mm. word.
1: And about two minutes later, he's uh, declaring he's going to smash the granny out of that. <laughs> It is well done the way of doing this you do by this point i mean you you charm to the characters pretty quickly especially um rod and uh Tommy.
0: yeah definitely
1: you've got the ongoing joke of the taxi driver i think this is like the third time we see him and he says what we've been waiting for them all to say what does he say shut your fucking noise
0: yeah, he says, <laughs> fucking noise in that one. And then the next one, I think he tells him he's fucking boring. Or something. I think the incredible thing with that cab driver is a group of people whose life are based around fighting at football consider you to be a bit of a Neanderthal. <laughs> That's a bad sign for you.
1: Something that I didn't remember is when they get out of taxi and Tommy's going, oh, I can't wait to see your fanny. Which <laughs> so, and then he says to Rod, he's like, look, get back here. See if you can see... Look at this.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like he's showing him like one, of the, one of the wonders of the world. Get
0: back here. you never see one of these before. Have a look at that. <laughs> it's so good. And then the two
1: of them falling asleep and then next thing you see uh, Tommy wakes up in the morning and well,
3: you get... Well,
0: her. hang on a minute. She describes him as hung like a pike in here. <laughs> good for you. I got the stickle back in here. It's so <laughs> i like a bike. It's just
1: <laughs> classic Rod. That is. Well, that's why you got the name Rod.
0: <laughs> the references to his his got throughout this. are yeah. just <laughs> odd.
1: Um. Yeah. And then Tommy wakes up in the morning and you get Jesus. I was expecting Cornflakes and a quick wank.
0: Sensational line.
1: And then a cricket bat around the canister, as they say.
0: It is a. Uh, it is great how as I'm sure inevitably would happen, literally every character that pops in this is in some way related to <laughs> yeah. someone else. So, oh, it had to be this guy's brother that we done in. It had yeah. to be.
1: I'd forgotten that element of it, so I, was, I kind <laughs> of just remembered the set pieces, so I, I didn't really know what I was going to be hearing when they're talking about the drug deal. <laughs> when he answers the phone, it's like... Phenomenal. It was like, we're in a club in London. Uh, could have
0: yeah. bumped into absolutely anybody. <laughs> I mean, Um, I guess along similar lines, by the way, um, we may come onto this anyway, but the fact that they go back to the same bar and he's then surprised that he gets chased out of it. What did you think was going to happen? He seems like amazed that the the brother's there and he ends up getting chased. I probably wouldn't go back there after I've just been threatened in the morning.
1: One of them where they essentially had to do that to link up the story. And so they put (laughs) in that one line from Danny Dyer where he's just like, I don't know why I came back here so soon. I should have kept my head down. It's like, all right, okay, that squashes it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, neither do we,
0: Danny. We've no idea why you decided to come back here.
1: Although it does kind of go in with the logic of how the characters act for the entire rest of the film. It's a good guess, point.
0: There isn't a lot of common sense being used.
1: Yeah, and you probably can't have him be intelligent for the whole film and then get away with uh, <laughs> the practical joke they play on him. So <laughs> it does work from the start. Um, with that cricket back round the head I, I know you're in dire straits when your mate does have a knife to his neck I'm definitely going <laughs> mean, to be panicking
0: that's, there that, <laughs> that's a murder isn't it you're probably thinking I've killed him. I'm pretty yeah, sure when
1: when they when they started the phone call I was worried for a second that it was going to be his brother on the phone and he was essentially oh you won't believe this. I've been whacked around the head with a cricket bat. So I was at least yeah. thankful that he, he went to hospital.
3: School.
1: But then what, two days later? And he's out and back in the same bar.
0: <laughs> with seeming no sign of, of any. Ready issue. for the
1: FA Cup draw. <laughs> Have you ever been that excited for a cup draw?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I've seen, like, Charlton get drawn with some big teams before, so I guess that kind of got me going, but at yeah. the same time, I wasn't intent on fighting the opposition fans. So <laughs> not. I have, it's one that, it's probably the most wooden bit of acting in this film, Bright's little bit here, and yet I've used yeah. it so many times when there's a goal or something, like, yes! Fuck it, yes! <laughs> it's just so wooden, but so good. Because we get
1: the equivalent where we get the cup draw again in Green Street, and Bova... Who seemingly has an office job briefly, which they make no other reference to for the whole no, film.
3: No, just throw him in but there.
1: He, he's jumping on the desk, and even <laughs> he seems less excited than them, who based an entire evening about going out for the FA Cup draw.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they, and they're all saying, well, it doesn't matter where we go, we've got to still be able to see the draw. Well,
1: yeah, what well, it's a. Uh... They're talking about robbing a house where they can make sure they get a good view of the cup drawer. <laughs> Billy's bringing his missus out somewhere he can watch the cup drawer.
0: There is not a harder life than being the missus of a man like Billy Bright. <laughs> there is not a tougher life than that out there. She's putting up with a lot.
1: I do like that little scene where they're essentially, look, he had no chance from the start. His dad, had of what, like, beating up some guys from next door because they were foreign and they were moving in. And he's got him ch- little fat kid running down the street after him. <laughs> yeah. The wife's definitely either been cheated on previously. And it's like, look, we take what we can get now. Or it's one of them like Mark with peep Show, where he's like, I'm here now. <laughs> this is what this is what I gotta do. Like.
0: It's the perfect combination of both. Is like, I've gotta I've gotta stay here and uh, I've got a certain lifestyle here that I will put up with this shit.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm sure. And the good times got a nice little florist <laughs> business there. <laughs> maybe they do get some good times. She gets her Saturdays free. Gets him out the house.
0: <laughs> probably a decent part of Sunday as well. To be honest, probably a fair bit of recovery.
1: Um. Onto the away coach and the trip they go on. All sorts of substances on the go there. I mean, I go on the National Express, but from what I hear, him, from what I hear of the Arsenal bus with the supporters club, I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to eat on there.
0: <laughs> Imagine them banging away on the Arsenal bus, right? Let's get, let's get it going. This,
1: this, they're just, they're just going in. Everything's on the go. I mean. I don't know, I, I explained on the podcast with Yovi my uh, routine when I go to the football, so it's very different to this. Hmm. I'd be worried about peaking too soon in their shoes.
0: Well, I, Let's face it, I'm, I'm not sure, as you said, I'm not sure if they actually see any of the game. I'm not sure <laughs> no. if the game is ever really factored into their day.
1: Because this is part of it, in, in Green Street, for the majority, the agreement is we're going to watch the game and then we're going to meet up because at the end of the day, we do want to see the football. We're just going to travel down the country for a tear up. When Billy says his, his house has been robbed, you know where this is going, but still any film that this happens in where you have the ring in the old phone. And for some reason they have it on their person. It's always on loud. It's so good when you just see that going off at the back at the back of the bus.
0: Magic, isn't it? Like you said, you know what's coming and yet it still works. For both these films though, I, I like that again, a nice little time capsule by which you have a certain you have quite a diversity of phones. It could be any sort of phone here. It could be a Nokia, you could have a flip phone, and they're always on loud. There's no such thing as a silent at this point. Silent does exist, but the people don't do it.
1: Pete having a polyphonic blowing bubbles ringtone is actually something <laughs> I wrote down. Because I was like, okay, yes. now this is a fan.
0: Exactly, exactly. I it's remember It's supposed to be it, taken seriously. I mean,
1: I don't know, what, what would we have been? So we were like 10 in 2004. Polyphonic ringtones took me back for a start. I remember getting a free. They were
0: a big thing. People yeah, loved it.
1: I remember getting a free ringtone from Smash Hits magazine (laughs) that my dad had picked up when we were going on holiday somewhere. And uh, the free ringtone that I was sent was Five Colors in Her Hair by McFly. Incredible. And it was one of those cheeky ones where, in the terms and conditions, you then get a text like the next week for £2. And every time you receive one after, and you've got to do the cancellation quick.
0: He's going to use up all your credit all
1: Exactly, because you were on credit back then.
0: How would you begin to explain any of this to a kid now? There is just no explanation for it. So a ringtone, so you could you buy one. It's a portion of a song that you put <laughs> on your phone with credit. There's this thing called the crazy frog, trust me. People
2: <laughs> then
0: I just be like, what are you talking about? What were you, what were you doing?
1: I believe we have Keenan here with us.
2: You do. Sorry, I was just listening. I was quite enjoying it. Oh, I didn't really want to no, interrupt. You're yeah, sounding crystal
1: clear today as well. I don't know what's got into you. Uh
2: the phone my you two sound incredibly quiet, so the phone is probably four inches away from my mouth. I'm essentially having a phone call. Oh. So Hopefully
1: I don't, I don't room sound room too then. quiet to Keenan. Uh to TK, sorry. No, you
2: okay.
1: That's all right then. I was hoping I didn't sound too quiet to uh T K. So yeah, Keenan effectively we we've started going through football factory. Uh we sure. just got up to the away coach. Right, oh I'm in.
2: Where, have, where do you want
1: to go next? Well, you have missed my rendition of my own version of the Tottenham away speech, so you may need to go back and listen to that.
0: I will, uh, don't worry.
1: you would have to adjust it for TK, because he doesn't play Ultimate Team. Um, <laughs> as we said. <laughs> he did we do said. a good
0: job, I will I will confirm. It was funny.
1: Um. Yeah, so we've just got on the coach. Uh, Billy's just rang his own phone. He's yeah. been kicked off now, and... Uh, how did they the-
0: not know it's Bill's house, by the way? <laughs> How the hell have they robbed him? At no point occurred to them, oh, this could be his house.
1: <laughs> Insane. Well, later in the film, when uh, Zebedee goes there, obviously, to just be involved in the prank on Tommy, <laughs> is it like <laughs> Bill is saying to look, I assume you know your way around. <laughs> Another thing, I don't know where the kids were because I know they're out watching the FA Cup draw, but they got two young kids there. So I don't know where they were for the evening, although maybe...
2: I don't think of, they are ever the standard
1: bearers a parenting.
2: This, <laughs> I mean, he does, yeah, uh, does at some point in the darts. film let his little uns just throw darts at people. <laughs> I'd totally forgotten
0: that, by the way. The only scene of this film that I'd forgotten. I thought, oh my god, this is...
1: <laughs> Do you think you'd cut down on having more thieves if that was the case?
2: Sure. I mean, I've had a dart in my leg. It does hurt quite a bit. Well, yeah. Is Had you been trying to rob someone's house at that point. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Trying to robbing Bill. The a big lad... man doesn't move, doesn't move swiftly, TK, or sleek. <laughs> <laughs> fucking next door neighbors would hear me, mate. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest. Zebedee and this guy ain't, ain't, the, ain't the slickest. No, <laughs> they're not. No, they a are lad, not at
0: all. Considering the yeah. amount of practice they get in, they're terrible.
1: <laughs> a lad we both know, TK, who seemed to have an Instagram story up like every Friday of one of their mates chucking a dart at their other mate's hand yes, yes and the entertainment that would bring me but also the amount i would squirm each time i feel like it kind of warmed me up for this scene because i wasn't flinching as much as i perhaps should have been
2: was there Does there's there ever an instagram story of the hand being hit
0: yeah yeah
2: there was one there. Yeah, sticking it was... in the hand clean in the yeah, it's not for me.
0: That that's, that's <laughs> not my type of crack. I'm all right. That's a spectator sport. That is not <laughs> it. No, not, not getting involved.
1: That's for when um, playing knuckles just doesn't cut it anymore. Or we we have stories on both podcasts last week about someone injecting heroin into their scrotum and cocaine into their Johnson. This is like a lesser equivalent. Like when knuckles isn't enough for you anymore you move on to just chucking darts at each other.
2: Yeah. Knuckles, what a vile game that was as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. You knew the... Uh, as people would move up the different coins, like you saw yeah. someone playing with like a two-pound coin and it was like, I've got to sit down for this.
3: <laughs> um,
1: Yeah, you've got the two of them meeting their old mate Stanley. Mm-hmm. Being chased down to enjoy how much they were enjoying that and then there's almost a thing with billy where i guess if anyone's going to kick the shit out of him he wants it to be him
2: i was going to say the fight the, the, his love of violence just takes over
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> forget how much i hate this kid there's transfer of scrap here
1: because we get to the service station oh, it's not real. a great start when your leader has to stand at the front of the coach and say look no fighting here at a service station
0: like a teacher at a school trip as well,
1: wasn't it? <laughs> and then maybe the quote that stuck with me more than any watching this again is Billy on the way back out and he <laughs> says, We'll get the beers safe and yeah. then we'll outflank him. <laughs> like a proper military operation. He's really, really serious about keeping these beers safe.
2: Get the beers safe, honestly, is words I live by.
1: <laughs> Who are you it's flanking so though?
2: <laughs> no one. No, it's not the full So it's not the full well. quote. It's why, in whatever context I'm in get the beer safe that's
0: all that I love that Bill prioritised that it's <laughs> so good it's, right, get things in order
1: and we'll flank him and then But
0: that, by the way they're even they're even nicking like the most pointless stuff in yeah. the services at one point somebody takes like a like. A, it looks like a, like a cuddly toy it's like what, what purpose do
2: you have for this no, it's just just, it's just Thieving little cunts Are thieving little cunts
1: just, just, He's just addicted know, right? to like, it <laughs> 30 seconds before, isn't it? When he says he's going to think I'm a thieving little cunt, man He's like, "Oh, here yeah, you are You're <laughs> thieving little
2: cunts yeah. <laughs> they, oh, that's, what, that's what thieving little cunts do, mate It doesn't matter what Half the time It not matter what you're nicking It's just they He's actually just nicking it Yeah and then, I mean, then they're, they're all, all, they're, all like flat out, they're all just flat out On the cha- on Charlie as well So there's no chances He's sitting down Eating a bag of Skittles Yeah, it is cheesy, Honestly, yeah. his, jaw, his jaw Would still be going A fucking a fortnight <laughs> Like a fortnight later
0: They've had the nuttiest of skunk if you listen to Tommy.
1: Mm. And then, obviously, they get <coughs> banged in the back of the police car.
2: And then, as were we, we refer- were, you bullied, were you bullied at school? Great quote. <laughs> well, <laughs> we,
1: we've referenced a couple of times here that they kind of dangle some kind of like morality in this film. Like they want to pose some questions because you've got then Tommy bragging a couple of scenes later to the older guy. Uh, about the fact he was arrested. Yeah. I was like, what? Why are you showing sure off about that? Don't come in telling me about that. <laughs> and then the next scene is just back on it again.
0: I love how outraged and confused Tommy is that the guy isn't impressed as well. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what do you
2: mean? What's, what's your issue, mate? So,
1: only when I got myself arrested last week, didn't I? <laughs> Quite
2: a lot at the it. office. Honestly, I, 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 <laughs> I honestly think I know this film close to word, word for word. <laughs> It's fucking ridiculous.
1: Well, I'll ask you because you may have a different opinion. Mm. I asked TK earlier, how good of an actor is Danny Dyer? Because it seems a really hard one to gauge.
2: Does it? Well, (laughs) let me know what
3: you
1: think first.
2: He's done very, very very well for the skills that he possesses. (laughs)
1: Because I said... And T K did counteract that there isn't much depth to any other character in this film, but as far he as he does at he least goes, offer
2: a bit of that. Yeah, at he's at not too
1: bad think. in this, I don't think.
2: He is a sent. He is just playing himself, but he supports Chelsea.
0: Yeah, do you feel like West Ham said like, look, we can't, we can't have this in every film.
2: You're gonna have to use someone else. <laughs>
0: Why Chelsea, Millwall? Oh, no objections at all. Yeah, fuck it. Chelsea, on, it. Millwall. Be like, come on, I'm not even beginning to believe it.
1: Yeah, because I'll tell you about Green Street, because obviously we do get West Ham there. But I was going to ask this, are Chelsea and Millwall rivals? Like, have I missed something there? That's not a thing.
2: you just assume so now. It's London, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like,
1: arsenal Millwall wouldn't have been a thing. Like, Chelsea-Fulham, I still, I mean, I wouldn't have been believing it as much. <laughs> um, Chelsea-Fulham,
2: that is like the poshest derby in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But they are these so like are like literally Chelsea QPR.
1: If you're going to want to do yeah, it,
2: yeah. QPR fans try and get that going,
0: which is pretty, uh, pretty ambitious. You've got to give them that.
1: I did want to talk about the couple of scenes we have Rod, where he begins a relationship with Tamara.
0: Oh, phenomenal!
1: There genuinely are few things worse than blokes that change in front of their misses, and the only thing that I do think is worse than that is blokes that expects you to change in front of their misses. <laughs> yeah. Not literally.
0: acting like they've never met you before is spot on from Danny Dyer at this point. That is absolutely spot on.
1: Yeah. When he, so what do you do then, Thomas? <laughs> I kick people's fucking heads in for a living. You should know you read the charges at your div. The use of div really took me back as well.
2: <laughs> Great word.
1: He says, oh, no, I work long and hard.
0: Is she ever getting with Rod, by the way? I mean, in a normal context, probably not. But the fact that she's witnessed this court case, I'm not <laughs> sure she's being charmed by it. I
1: think the judge should maybe be having a look at her slipping a number to someone <laughs> during a trial. Like, <laughs> this feels like something that wasn't particularly well disguised.
0: This slightly chubby football hooligan is just so charming that she just couldn't resist <laughs> not giving her number in that court.
1: Because she's involved in, I guess this is probably the most cheesy storyline story of the lot. Uh, but don't tell me you'd rather go to the football. He says, "Well, I am male."
2: Oh. <laughs> the scene in the restaurant when the scene in the oh. restaurant, honestly, unbelievable. Magic. Comes out, does big line, big line of kick. Oh, my espresso's <laughs> kicking in.
3: <laughs> unreal, <laughs> unreal, mate.
2: But Rod, you don't drink coffee. Oh yeah.
1: Well, that's a thing as well. <laughs> oh, she, so she wants him to impress her parents why would she dig him out there and say well you don't drink espresso well, i don't understand
0: unreal why, why is she shocked by his behavior at all she's seen the worst end of it <laughs> i him being in court why does she think right this guy he seems a pretty uh, stable sort of guy look Unbelievable. i mean if,
1: if the dad wanted a good answer probably go with something more creative than tell me about the air conditioning business
0: yeah, he's a boring bastard for
2: that. <laughs> just when he's like, Yeah, well, don't do drugs. Well,
0: <laughs> not explicitly. Yeah. It, it reminds me. At the end of that of... rant, just going, then again, I suppose it depends which way you're looking at it, and insists on getting the bill. No, so like... <laughs> yes. the bill, please, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I got it. It's so, so magic.
1: The two sides of it are like um, the irony of it all by the streets, where you've just got the two polar opposites. Yeah. And uh, him trying to do the posh thing at the start as a few vans out on jobs most of the time yeah sure it's always busier in the summer of course <laughs> nothing like a soaring temperature throughout the work you know what i mean <laughs> i love the money the job pays but my real passion lies in kicking people's fucking heads in football i channel it somewhere as you can probably tell by my bulging stomach i don't participate in too many sporting activities
2: <laughs> fucking sensational a little monologue
1: it is. It
0: is.
2: It's, it gets forgotten about because they're Tottenham away, but honestly, that that's well up there.
0: Yeah, yeah, agree. Because just that sort of the turn, how he just turns on him's like, yeah, I can't do this anymore, right in front of us. So good. And
1: I guess we do get this whole storyline just to create the moment of him then walking into the pub after. <laughs> it's like. Uh, American Pie with Nova leaving the lacrosse game at halftime because he realizes his true love is Heather.
2: So I was, you do get a prodigal son moment in both these films because you get <laughs> Elijah Woods running up, running up one day, going out that fight as well, and <laughs> Charlie Charlie put, puts the, put the arm around him. You do get a prodigal son moment in both of these.
1: The mm. um, scene with Tommy getting tricked. Now the first question I have about this is the logistics. Do this group really have the capacity to set this prank up?
2: If we It's not very fucking it it's not hard, is it? No.
0: Well no. It's just whether they could be asked to do it would be the because only
1: question. This is this happens at this is late notice because you need him to be getting pissed on the night <laughs> out with Rod to even get this in motion. Now, they're not all out on this night so rod clearly texts someone to say he's in a bad way here <laughs> from there we don't have group chats at this point so this is going on from person to person individually going back and forth to get everyone in place
2: credit there's three of them essentially all you got to do is you tell bill this is we're on this he's obviously going to say yeah Fun loving guy fun-loving guy that he is and then you just need a middleman that he checks it with uh, Z yeah well, this is just, the thing. you need Billy whoever
1: and it Zeb is working it, together uh? you need Billy and zebedee working together yeah
2: no so you know no, you do you technically there's no technical you need rod to, you need rod and Zebedee and Rod and Billy rod's the but, link yeah the now, fact that zebedee is there you need whoever he's gonna to phone whoever you think he's most likely to phone so it has to be someone who was out with you on the first night they the party three and four, if you take Tommy as party one, Rod two, they actually have to have no involvement with each other, because they never they don't corroborate each other's story. No. Zeb corroborates Rod's, as does Billy.
1: Okay, so something in something interesting here. So, Rod, we assume, is probably slightly the most popular one of the group. You'd imagine he just gets on with everyone. It's not going to be all their best mates, but no one really has a bad word to say no, about hate him, here. him. <laughs> Do you think Anyone else in that group can take it to Billy and say, "The story we're going to run with <laughs> is that he's kicked the shit out of your wife. He's broken her jaw." He
0: I don't. I don't know
1: how you take her that to him. Jaw,
0: Tom. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I watch this so much like clip. <laughs> <laughs> Once you turned you down, you beat her up. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know how he reacts to to being told that's the that's the play they're going with.
2: I, 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 as long as you know he misses is actually alright you
0: think yeah, yeah fuck it why not I think he's going to enjoy knowing that Tommy's going to be like crying about it begging
2: for <clears> well forgiveness as he does
3: because he, yeah.
2: he starts he's, he's pissing he's hanging himself with laughter <laughs> on, the front, on, the, on the fucking front drive
0: <laughs>
2: and he goes if you touch my old woman you'd be a dead man
0: I think the best thing is how quickly Tommy is won over that he's done this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not believing it how, how much of a degenerate you it. have to be where you're like actually that could be a thing <laughs> Especially as he was only had a beer with his granddad and Rod, and he's got into such a state that he thinks he may have assaulted a woman. Is it one of those
1: sly moments where maybe like he just doesn't think Rod has it in him to lie about that?
0: Could be. Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty stand-up guy, so he probably thinks he's not going to do it.
1: Because it is a good acting job by him as well, puffing <laughs> at the cheeks, <laughs> shaking his head. The ju- the
0: judgmental look is so good.
1: The long silence is after. What you don't remember.
0: Yeah, I've had a few conversations like that in my time. Thankfully, not for, you know, hitting <laughs> a woman. But I think you don't remember that. Oh, thanks you always that. That remember makes, that. That makes you feel great. Um
1: The final fight slash moral message here. <laughs> there is a definite attempt to have some kind of message. That's why Tommy eventually does get himself bricked. Uh, Billy eventually gets arrested. You've got the final motion with Zebedee getting killed, which apparently isn't in the other version that I referenced TK. Um What do you what do you think? Do you think they actually tried to get something out of this? Because it feels like a lot of work with the kind of messages they drop throughout to then say, of course it was worth it.
2: I feel like you've done the deepest dive on the football factory ever, by the way. Well, that's what we do. Um, boys will be boys is essentially the message okay. of this film.
0: <laughs> that is, isn't it? Yeah. They take you on this path of you know, essentially, oh okay, they've learned a lesson. There's all this sort of like a uh, lesson's been learned. We've got the moral of the story, and it's all just undone as soon as the die. Of course, it was worth it. It goes back in the pub. Like, oh well, we didn't need really to be told. <laughs> They're yeah. gonna just carry on as they were.
1: I think the first two-thirds of the film are a lot stronger than the final third. Now, I don't really know how else you close this film out. It would have to... The other alternative, I guess, is Danny Dyer gets Brick there. Maybe he realises he can still go to the football. West Ham was his true love all along. He didn't need it. <laughs> but There's 25 minutes left when they leave when he leaves Billy's house in a strop saying, I don't need this, I don't need this, my head's already a mess as it is. The whole Zebedee I
0: think storyline issues... I've
1: always held against it.
0: Well the the issue is with the if they were looking to do some sort of moral story with uh Zeb dying, is I don't find anything likable about the guy at all. There's no real redeeming features to this guy. So the fact that he gets killed, I do not care about.
1: Well and it's not even his football lifestyle that gets him killed.
0: No.
2: Yeah, it's true. I mean, the only moral story is thieving is wrong. Yeah, you thieve on the wrong bloke. Eventually, you will get fucked. Yeah. Because all right, it is—it is it's, it's just actions and consequences. But the uh, the point of it, of it is sometimes sometimes the, con- the action outweighs the consequence, so you do it again. Has ever fucking also, D.
0: Th-
2: the other guy is also still
0: a thieving little gun, Yeah, and they say and he, well, he's also
2: it. in the pub when like your best mate has been shot. Yeah. He's still in the pub, so
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's,
3: that's Yeah, I the think only... that's
0: the thing. Like if anyone else in this film got iced, I'd probably be a bit gutted. But Zebedee I was like, Yeah, you kinda got what was coming to you, mate. I don't I don't care.
1: I even think you've got more of a message. Now, I'm not saying there should be a message here. My angle is that they kind of flirt with one and it's like, are you doing it or aren't you? They dangle it. You could probably get away with doing something slightly bigger with Billy getting arrested and then that causes them to go a different direction. Or essentially it has to be Tommy or Rod. They get killed.
0: Yeah. If you wanted to do a a moral then that would probably be how you'd have to. I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't. I I, I I think the lack of moral in it is kind of fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> but you
2: you found you've made this very moralistic. I mean, I've never more more than anyone ever has. Yeah. 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 No one's uh, performed a psychoanalysis on it. <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to give the film more credence than it
0: deserves, mate. <laughs> yeah. Like we thought about it more than they did.
1: Well, yeah. My my thinking was the fact that you've got the was it all worth it. The director describes the opening of the film as Tommy having an epiphany and so they constantly are driving in that there is some kind of moral angle here and that's why you have the granddad who kind of turns his nose up at them, you've got the constant people in the street who are saying like what the hell are you doing, you're not football fans and I guess at the end your answer is some people are going to be immoral (laughs) do what you want to do, choices have actions choices have consequences, sorry what do you think of the Zebedee storyline? Because that that's always been the, the bit that's kind of turned me off the film more than more than I like the first kind of two thirds. Um, the kind of the whole shot. thing not with the vision.
2: It bears no consequence on my feeling towards the film.
1: Not no, not I mean the whole storyline with what is he gonna die, isn't he gonna die, the unwrapping the bandages on his face, the constant Thoughts about, well, okay, if you're going to have
2: yeah. fucking prophecy in there, then there needs to be a point that it, it ends. So they have to choose someone to let it be. him. The the vision thing is fucking ridiculous anyway. It makes no sense. it just doesn't do a great deal for me. But
1: <laughs> well, we Factory 2 is just that Tommy actually has been able to see into the future the whole time. Mm. <laughs> Goes in like a... Martin Lewin the the <laughs> yeah, same thing, yeah. When did you first see this, Keenan? I oh, don't
2: no, I think it was about,
1: about 10. Boy, the, I'd love um, some kind of diagram of like the age at which you saw all of these films for the first time, because 10 <laughs> feels like an eventful age for you. Um,
2: well, about 10, 11, more like, than on DVD. I watched it probably about 12 times. Because <clears throat> how would you not? At that age, this is the funniest thing on the planet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <coughs> watch it's sort of got older, like, we're lads, we're just banging that on.
1: Well, this? so not to throw anyone under the bus here, <coughs> TK may know where I'm going. Mm. The copies you saw of this, were they always legitimate copies? What, of this? yeah yeah i think so because there there's a whole other version out there which is what i've been speaking about it was removed from cinemas early because of piracy and so there's a different version of the film which you can get in full online now with a completely different soundtrack and it's cut differently as well have you seen it I've, i'm gonna send i'm gonna put a link to the opening scene in the description of this so when you've got Primal Scream at the opening mm. of the film, it's uh, Supersonic by Oasis there, Ooh. and the right. and the Tottenham away speech is different as well.
2: Okay, I'll give that a whirl.
1: Um Yeah, I'll send you the link as soon as we finish. But this,
2: it, uh, it is this is sort of, the DVD cover of this is just like fucking bright. It's like blood red. Yeah, yeah. And I think we just had a lot. We just had copies of that. Um. Yeah I, was, yeah, I did. But I, I watched this. I it's Green Street. I would probably watched this and Green Street because obviously Green Street's the year after, so I must have been yeah. about eleven. Because I watched them both probably inside about a two weeks' spell. One of our lads had a one of our lads when we were like eleven had a copy of Green Street on DVD. We sat down and watched that. Fucking loved it.
1: Yeah, I remember watching Green Street for the first time. I saw Green Street before Football Factory, and then. Ripping through all of them. I mean, me and TK spoke a bit about the other football, uh, the other football hooligan films earlier, mm. um, and yeah, just tearing through those. I think I did the same when I saw American Pie for the first time,
2: and it was like there's a lot, about, there's of a lot of bad now. in that category. The they only outside of this really, because the rise of the football films. I know you deride me for for liking them, but they're just so bad. They're good, but they the first, they, one, after the the first the, one's they good. Actually,
1: huh? The first one's good.
2: I see I think the others are are just funnier. Well, I mean, not, yeah, they, they may be funnier. They just become comedies, but yeah, not intentional.
1: I'm saying the first is i I wouldn't put the the first in a bad film category, although, admittedly, I've not seen it since probably like 2012.
2: Rewatch it, mate. You'll you'll get one. I'm um, saying. Well, the only uh, other two it, that I it, really oh, like out of this, of and they're actually two versions of the same film, are just the film, the one with Gary Oldman in it.
1: Yeah, we've referenced that. That was the first. Um, football hooligan film that we could find from this country at least as a yeah. legit legit production
2: yeah and then um, I actually like with Paul Anderson the 2008 version of that I really like as well
1: all the different colour tracksuits yeah yeah. Um, yeah we mentioned that if we go on to Green Street because I think more than most will maybe loop back around and do a kind of deeper comparison at the end
0: look mate I'm not being funny but the last thing I want to do is take you to the matter with me so here's how it works. Give me off the money. I'll go to football. and you can have a wand around where Churchill took a Tom or whatever it is that you Yanks do in Jolly Old. A Tom. A Tom. A Tom tit shit. It's Roman slang. Like bees nanny for money. I, I could say to you. Give me the fucking bees.
1: A wrongfully expelled Harvard undergrad moves to London where he's introduced to the violent underworld of football hooliganism. I asked TK originally, Keenan, what do you think the critics are going to think of this?
2: It's going to be fucking terrible, surely.
1: Green Street Hooligans loses any credibility it might have the minute it tries to pass off Elijah Wood as a tough guy. (laughs) At least three writers collaborated on a script that drums out loudly its themes of loyalty, honour and revenge and the finished product dances quickly enough between cliches to make for passable entertainment. We learn that violence is bad, except when it feels good, or helps solve your problems. It's what you thought Fight Club was going to be, before it went in a whole other and far more interesting direction.
2: Does he mean Fight Club went in a more interesting direction? Yeah. Or? yeah. Oh, okay, I was going to say, wow, wild. <laughs> that would be great.
1: It's
2: <laughs> a serious, serious Green Street fan.
1: Charlie Hunnam turns in an utterly dreadful line mangling squirm inducing performance reputedly redubbed but still atrocious whilst the voiceover narration is staggeringly appalling
0: oh my god if this is redubbed then that, that first one Mr <laughs> tinsoff
1: a colossal misstep at every turn the sort of film bound to appeal more to one who knows not a thing about football in the uk than one when even with even the slightest bit of knowledge well, what you can do is you can find comparisons and you can look at the American reviews of this film and you can look at the British reviews of this film.
2: <laughs> now, Say that again, sorry.
1: You can do a comparison online and you can look at a lot of the American reviews of this film in comparison to the English reviews of this film. A lot of the American reviews are like, wow, Charlie Hunnam, breakout star, this guy is the next best thing to hit Hollywood, and a lot of similarities to that. A lot of the if British reviews wasn't
2: fucking dog. His performance wouldn't actually his performance would be pretty good. It's just that accent you just can't get past it. Yeah, that is it, isn't it.
1: He was cast in Sons of Anarchy because the creator said that he saw him in Green Street.
2: He's done remarkably well there. Yeah, like.
0: It is. That is testament to how
2: Americans hear us though,
0: isn't it? So there's no real differentiation between the accent here. It's just, wow, it's vaguely British. Go on. His,
1: his King Arthur is one of the worst films I've ever seen.
0: Oh, I've never seen it. You have always hated that film.
1: Yeah, did you ever play Shadow of Mordor on the PlayStation?
0: Can't claim it is. No.
1: Okay, well, it kind of descends into that where King Arthur's wielding a flaming sword. Oh. So you can maybe see where, and fighting someone that looks like Sauron, so you can maybe see the direction it went. Much like before, if I kind of rip you through the trivia and then we'll go through the film gradually again. So to research his role, Charlie Hunnam met with real members of the ICF. (laughs) West Ham were approached by the filmmakers who wanted to shoot scenes at Upton Park. They had the impressions that the film was celebrating the glorious game and its fanatical and its fanatical supporters, so they agreed. Once they realised the film's true take on the subject, after the filming had taken place, they then disassociated themselves from the project. So that's why you do get quite a well shot couple of football scenes and, and then obviously they realise what they'd let themselves in for which feels very West Ham. Yes, for on. Because the synopsis of the film, I mean at this stage the film was still called Green Street Hooligans.
0: Yeah, if you can't read between the lines there then I don't know what to tell you.
1: Uh, a previous title that they went for before it went to Green Street by the way was The Yank. So... Sounds like, I mean, sounds like a film about tugging. I <laughs> don't know what the hell, who came up with that? It's like something you'd see on The Apprentice. Lexi Alexander, I don't know if you know this, for one, and forgive me if anyone's offended by this, I was quite surprised it was directed by a woman, this film. is He's got us cancelled oh, the films that you can try and do. And she she's actually a German mixed martial artist who then went cool. into filmmaking.
0: Interesting
1: life. She was a kickboxer. Um and so that's why I think a lot of the fighting scenes in this are quite well shot. Um she originally wanted to cast Jack Gyllenhaal as Matt Buckner.
2: That's, um that's, that would have been such a better, better casting.
1: But, and Tom Hardy was considered for the role of Pete Dunham.
2: Yeah, I mean, I probably would have got an actual blood yeah. Dunham to do it. <laughs> yeah. no, well, this anybody Uman, who could I, do an accent, <laughs> anybody. Yeah, I, I really like Charlie. I'm like barring his accent in this film, but I, I think he seems like quite a, quite a decent bloke. From mm-hmm. what I know, I haven't I've never heard anything negative about him. But oh. Annie, I really like Sons of Anarchy. Really like Sons of Anarchy. How on earth, right, is his fucking American accent better than his London, than uh, Cockney accent?
1: Well, I was going to ask you because I didn't know you'd seen Pretty this. Um, when I was looking up and I was trying to find an interview of him talking about this accent, it seems he's Did just avoided the question. Yeah, um, he gets a load of stick, and they say that as Sons of Anarchy went on, he got lazy with his accent. And season seven, there's a oh, load yeah. of complaints about how bad it is.
2: Yeah, uh, he's died. he's phoned it in mate. He knows that at that point they have just. They've just dragged fuck out of another series just to give it a finish. Like, gets to about the He's third or fourth page, episode. Yeah. And it's like it's like the players have down tools for the manager. <laughs> it, yeah. They are just, it's, it's, not, mate, it's, it's not even limping to the finish line. <laughs> it is fucking cr- crawling over glass to it. Because
1: going from Geordie to Cockney, I imagine, is very difficult to do. Like, I yes. would even say that some, it may be just impossible to kind of bend your voice that way. But. Then we had, and I forget the actress's name from No Country for Old Men last week, who's Scottish, doing an American country accent. And so I feel like, Kelly MacDonald. yeah, if you can get the Scottish out of your voice, I feel like a lot of other people don't have many excuses.
2: I don't know what he sounded like as a kid because obviously he was in Biker he was in Rovenal, but, and I never saw it. But like, I've seen an interview with him, must be three four years ago, and like. Obviously, he's been acting for a long time, and he's spent so much time working, and so his voice has changed. But you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't say, "Oh, that's a Geordie" if you were listening to him talk now. He's, he's got, got a mixed natural voice. There's a anyway, lot of
1: Americans that is. think he's American.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah, his his voice. I had a weird thing in my head. Right, this is when I was like 13, 14. No idea where I come from. I think someone must have said it, and I must like, oh, make sense. But I thought always, I thought he was Aussie for like ages. For like years, I thought he was an Austra- he was Australian, and then someone's like, No, no, I can't remember how it came up. Um, but was like, no, it's from Newcastle, yeah. I mean, that's what I Aye, yeah.
1: Um, Newcastle certainly wouldn't have been the uh, you could have given me 10 guesses, and I wouldn't, yeah. Have gone I'd have
0: probably got my Aussie before Geordie. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, this may be a disrespectful question, hopefully, it isn't brilliant. Do you think Tom Hardy? is charismatic enough to play the role of pete dunham like anytime he's got an energetic role it's like really really hammed up almost like a caricature but i don't see him doing the pete dunham role really because his whole cat told us, to t- a, cat told us tom to hardy is range yeah he's yeah.
0: the definition of range
1: but he's kind of a get up and go kind of character, Pete Dunham, in this, isn't he? Like, he's kind of the life of the party until he isn't.
2: Rather than so, a history teacher, as well, It's always cracks me. Well, I've, got a, few, I've got a
1: few points about that, but that just gets stuck yeah. in at one point. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got. Would,
0: would Tom Hardy take himself a bit too seriously for this? That's literally,
1: you said it just a lot clearer than what I was getting at.
0: <laughs> I think so. I think it probably is.
1: And that isn't the direction they're they're trying to go. I feel like
0: kind of a little bit like if you'd put the Jake Gyllenhaal in the Elijah Wood fit. I think Jake Gyllenhaal could conceivably probably turn into a guy who could scrap with them. Whereas I think it's quite quite funny that Elijah Wood is like you you don't believe he's ever going to be able to do this. It's kind of he's never going to fit in. I kind think of, it kind of works for that reason. You
1: kind say. of have to do um, almost just take one of those two castings. Like I think. I don't it's think it's to do different Tom Hardy both, and Jake Gyllenhaal. But I think Imagine. Jake Gyllenhaal alongside Charlie Hunnam, probably okay because they probably bounced off each other better. I think it would be a bit rigid if it was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Hardy. Like Jake Gyllenhaal's just said, he's only just realized that you can actually enjoy acting, and it took him up to do his Spider Man to do that. Yeah, I can believe it. This looks like something you do kind of have to get into and I guess enjoy what you're doing here to really play into the character. Because isn't Jake Gyllenhaal doing like Brokeback Mountain about eight months later?
2: Yeah, mate.
1: That's quite, that's quite the jump.
2: I mean, isn't Elijah, Wood, do, <laughs> isn't <laughs> Elijah <laughs> Wood doing <laughs> fucking Return
1: of the King? <laughs> no, well, Elijah Wood since then, because I thought this was his first film since. He does um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Spy Kids 3D and Green that's- Street. Okay. Uh fair enough. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, it's it's not too much of a jump by then.
0: He's still Frodo in everyone's minds though, isn't he, at that point? It's,
1: yeah, those and I always think the worst examples of that are uh, is Chris Plus after Superbad. Mm. <laughs> where the next step is always so important and I guess the calls just didn't come for what he was expecting because he ends up being what, like the third leading character in kick after that. Well, role models, I guess, and then kick-ass, so
2: it's like... You know, Slowly descending.
1: needs doing a he's bit
2: gone, better, he was 17, he run, was 17 when Superbad come out, but if he's a couple of years older, he's probably wise enough to know that, that that ain't the role that makes you a star. Might make you a comedy star, but it ain't the role that makes you a star.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. we've got kick-ass somewhere in this bracket, So I think it's TK that really doesn't like it.
2: Oh, we got this in this fucking bracket, oh, uh, we?
1: Maybe it's Keenan. Yeah, I doesn't like no, <laughs> no, I am.
2: A, I am a hater of that film. I am. On, I am on record. Oh, my TK, do us a favor. favor. You just sub in for me for that week. I don't want to watch Hot Bollocks again. Oh, I'm away. That week. Page? I
0: don't know what week it is, but I'm away.
2: Christ alive! I hate that film. for passion. Why me? Nah, Could be what oh, is It number one or number two. We got in it. Number one. Oh, I was going to say, if it's number two, you can actually
1: just get someone asked to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean would do number two with me. Well, actually, that's bold asking that today, yeah. actually, after his uh, antics this week. Um, and he may say something uh, off-cuff, which uh, I wouldn't want him to be saying about kick-ass. But anyway, um, a few of the players in the schoolboys football team actually went on to become professional players. The boy who scores and celebrates with a somersault is Billy Knott, who is a youth player at Chelsea and then played for Bradford. He scored the equaliser in the League Cup against Leeds and also played in the team that beat Chelsea 4-2 from 2-0 down in the FA Cup. Uh, And Blair Turgot is the boy with short dreadlocks. He also played for Bradford and was in the team that beat Arsenal in the League Cup and played in the wins against Wigan and Aston Villa when they reached the League Cup final in 2013. Oh, fair
0: play. they were ballers to be fair Elijah wouldn't yeah. have a chance
1: the actors playing the hooligans in this film and I don't know if this is just something the director demanded they had to work out for four or five hours a day before filming the trainer says had most of the actors throwing up because he was working them so hard they would what? have to do basic strength and fitness training for about two hours followed by the choreographing of the fight sequences Rehearsals would take place in the afternoon and then in the evening they'd all go out drinking, which is probably why most of them were thrown up the next day. Uh, Elijah Wood <laughs> was absent from most of this rigorous schedule to emphasise his outsider status, which seems to me when you've got Elijah Wood, you don't tell him he's going to have to do five hours a day fitness training and that's how you word it to the boys. <laughs> he's not doing this to really develop his character. We want him to feel like more of an outsider. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They did. They do this in that, uh, that's such a, a trope in making so many films. Yeah. Like, oh no, we kept him away. Fuck up. Just, just dog him in. You're paying him. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Know it's unnecessary I'm, to get these I guys don't know doing this. And Gregory's getting paid for this. But. <laughs> t- I'm telling you, now, if I turn off on if I turn up on set and man says, so, "Yeah, you got to do five hours," no, thank you. I
0: so, say, "Go on, I'll do
2: it when Elijah does it." Where is he? I, was, I, I. I it 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 would the amount of money that I would turn down for that. Say if it's an eight week shoot, <laughs> the amount of money I'd turn down for that would probably shock you.
1: <laughs> well, let's go through some scenes of the film. If we start with the opening scene, already so many questions here. They're uh, singing West Ham till I die. Um, <laughs> the tube station's completely empty, so I don't know where the hell they've been all night. <laughs> it kind of is made out that they've come from a game, but then they also play a day later in the game that Matt is brought to for his first game. But I'm on board with any scene where you've got Spurs fans getting the shit kicked out of them to open a film.
0: I think one of the remarkable things about this is normally someone's accent might get a bit shaky, like shaky mid-film. His is just bad from the jump. The first fuck off... (laughs) and sort of anti-Semitic slurs that he comes out with. Essentially, oh, that's a bad accent. And well, then he just point... fuck off back on the train before something bad happens. Like, has anyone ever said that? That feels like an American guessing what an English person would say. Before
1: something bad happens. Come on. Well, I was going to say, I didn't think it was too bad to open the
2: <laughs> No. he's you fucking serious? The accent, if anything, maybe he, he builds on it a bit because it's terrible at this he point. It gets, so get, gets better from there at points. The- it's right, it gets worse, but it does get better from from uh, point. Yeah, from there.
0: yeah, it looks like he works
2: on it a bit. That start is
0: horrible, honestly. I was looking like it's nails <laughs> on a blackboard. the blackboard. When he says, Who we- are we
2: to let you down? I don't even. I, <laughs> I honestly, you turned about 10 guesses. If I was playing that geo guesser thing, fuck it, fuck knows where I'm pointing, where, where that mouse is going. <laughs> I, I think- honestly couldn't tell you. I it's, think it has to peak when he's explaining rhyming
0: slang to yes, like, Elijah well, Wood later on. Oh, yeah, I was That's right where I was like, I almost have to turn this off. I cannot <laughs> do this.
1: Um, I, I must say, and I don't know what you think of the dialogue now, the first time I saw this, I was like putty in the director's hand. Like, this <laughs> opening scene, I was as all in as it gets. Like, I've told you, the the uh, well, borderline obsession I had with this film the first time I saw it, to where I went on to Hotmail to see if Green Street Stand Your Ground was an available email address <laughs> and I did briefly take it um, that's very yeah, long. yeah, yeah, this opening scene just had me all in if I knew we was going to a bar mitzvah I'd have brought me a fucking skullcap Tottenham's due north, are you lost or just fucking stupid all of the accents in this film are actually bad. Like the Birmingham fans' accent, I do actually think is worse than
0: Charlie Hunnam's accent. Yeah. They don't even bother really with it. Do no. They? They're just sort <laughs> of like, well, at first as well, because they're, they're being chanted that as dirty northern bastards. And then yeah. it's revealed that actually they're Birmingham. And they don't even, yeah, again, they don't even bother with an accent as, like, oh, well, you're an away fan.
1: Matt, I'll, I wish I'd checked before because. I want to know what that leader of the Spurs fans goes on to do. Because <laughs> he is all in in that role. The he's way, invested. The way he's screwing his face up, like he is proper.
2: He's in *Rose of the Foot Soldier. Because okay, <laughs> he says is. a lot. He plays, uh, plays Bernadette Mahoney.
1: Back when the Major was doing your job, he wasn't quite so chatty. And then he goes really screwy and he's like, probably because he were not so nervous either. I can guarantee because
2: he's, you he's chom- in. a um, He's in a couple of things actually. He just he sort of just kicks around in films like this.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Was he in Green Street too by any chance?
2: No, the only one who is Dave the pilot who's in Green Street too. Okay.
1: <laughs> Don't worry about
2: seeing that. Seen that about four I've times seen
1: that all. as well. Uh, oh God. The, the backup guys like Rafe Spall, Libin, crap me up for the whole of this film. Ross McCall, great guy him and Rafe Sport are so invested in these characters, just little things like when he says Yammer and you see him turning around like he's gesturing to the other boys, they're like Yammer (laughs) Yammer, while turning back and pointing at them constantly going you bloody the violence is well choreographed I think, I do think you can see Mm. the fact that it didn't take the time to do it, not every punch lands because they're not professionals which is always good Someone's uh rustling there, I can't hear very well.
0: Sorry. I think you're going uh, something. Oh.
1: Uh not everything looks super clean and you can actually see what's going on rather than it being too jumbled, which you get in a lot of films like this where they kind of run into a brawl and then you can't really work out who's where. They do quite a good job of framing it in this.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit more action scene, isn't it? Than probably all the football factory.
1: Yeah. Head through a post box early doors. Uh <laughs> yeah. Um Matt getting set up is our first introduction to Elijah Wood's character. I think we'd all have the exact same questions that everyone in the film asks him. They do a great <laughs> job of making that, was it, Van Holden, be as smug as you could possibly be. Saying, yeah. Saying, I know you're being screwed here, but I've got a reputation to protect. <laughs> oh, well, fair enough then.
0: <laughs> we talked about you know, Keenan said he'd have to be paid a lot for that training thing. What's the minimum they could pay you to drop out of Harvard?
2: Legitimately, probably about seven million.
0: Is he too? He's two months short of graduation. He's, you know, he's like yeah. they said. The doors it can open just by graduating is enough. Is ten grand enough to it's, get you out of there? It's, it's
1: a horrible deal. He <laughs> accepts the blame for a potential job only if his dad wins that election. If his dad is as powerful as they say, I mean, can he not do something to help get like the charges dropped or something? And instead, he spends the 10 grand to go and visit his sister and put himself up there. Like, I, d- I don't understand the thinking. He has his dad's voicemail once and he's like, well, that's it. Can't speak to him again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I think it would have to be, I'd have to get to a million, I think if it was just a flat money thing, I think I'd
1: have to. Yeah, because you'd imagine, I mean, it's not cheap getting there in the first place. No,
0: exactly.
1: We then get our first voiceover. What I was about to learn, no Ivy League school could teach me. Like, regular schools are dishing out classes on hooliganism. (laughs) (laughs) What school was ever going to teach this? Like, I don't understand what he's getting at
0: it is also a bit of a painful like uh i traded in harvard for the school of hard knocks school (laughs) university of life sort of thing like just stop it just stop
1: first class of the day and you're you're learning the shoulder roll the second one's (laughs) like how to how to glass someone without cutting your own hand open third one's just training you to get points down very, very rash. One of the most impressive things of the film, fair play to him navigating the tube on his own, his first time in London.
3: <laughs> Without <laughs> the
1: mapper app, I am toast. Come really? on. Yeah. Yeah, I you're
0: the
2: a little same, bit like that, aren't you?
1: I get the same route every time I go to Arsenal. I still have to check it before I get on the tube, just in case.
2: Oh, To be fair, I've used it sparingly, but just I don't know you think you figure it out. Take a chance, don't you? The colours... the, the, the colours I'm not the a guy who a just lot.
1: figured something out.
2: Right? No, you're
0: I like to be prepared.
2: Oh, no, I'm very much, yeah. See what happens. Yeah, this guy's been that...
0: around east coast of America. He's, he's He'll <laughs> have been on subways all over the shop. Or... Yeah, yeah,
2: to the point that um, the other day I got a text from someone that I did not recognise the number. And someone was like, yeah, I'm just going to beat your ace tomorrow. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> um,
1: who was it out of interest?
2: Someone, like, someone I worked with, they were like, oh, what are you doing? Are you doing such and such tomorrow? I was like, yep. Uh, yeah, be leaving mine at like whatever time. They're like, okay, join a lift. So, like, okay. I had no idea who it was. Could have been I'm anyone. Not, you what What's you your address? It's like, yeah, there's my address. Would
0: it have been great if they had a the wrong number.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they just turned
0: yeah. your...
2: uh, Start uh. of a film, That. Huh? Yeah. They, they said my name. They knew what, what, I, was, what I was supposed nah, to be doing the next day, where go. I was going. I was like, okay, look, it's going to be someone I know. It's a nice little lottery for you. A bit of excitement. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was it. I thought, well, look, what, what can you do?
1: When he first meets his sister here, and his opening line is, Has there been like a terrorist attack or something? <laughs> and she says, Welcome to match day madness. Tottenham were in town last night. <laughs> and then they have the kind of reverse of what you get throughout the whole film like, you're a soccer fan now
0: I do think there is a degree to which that is how Americans would perceive our sort of football culture though there is something to that if you had two Americans in London talking about it it probably would seem a bit <laughs> like that
1: um, something across both films Smoking in pubs just looks really weird now.
0: Mm, it does. Kinda of great though, isn't it? It
1: it, adds it does something add something to, to it, it. When, when Tommy to and Rod
0: are in the
2: club with it, that, even that adds something to it. That's what I love about being a abroad, mate, share a club fag out class.
1: Each to their own. Yeah, well,
2: I knock it. I nice. love it. <laughs> um but it is it is I'll think about smoking in pubs like as you probably imagine, Byron, for the things you say about my childhood, I spent, I spent an awful lot of time in pubs as a kid. Well,
1: the surprising thing is so did I, and maybe it just—it didn't shape me properly.
2: Well, maybe it shaped him. you for the better, because one of us is probably a degenerate drunk, and it's not you. <laughs> Sorry. No. But like, I remember being in, like, I remember being actually in, in pubs, and there was just like, it you couldn't see like, you just couldn't see. I remember as a kid, like, in a certain bar in a pub in Cheltenham, mm. you actually, if you are in there on a Saturday like, afternoon, you just wouldn't be able to see. I can uh, feel so the smell. F-
0: the smell. Yeah. Incredible. It's incredible. not the
2: smell. The one that freaks me out and, like, even think about it now and I just don't understand how it ever flies. Like, I, it's one thing I wouldn't do now, even when I'm abroad, is when you're in a restaurant <laughs> and people are <laughs> people, just battering a fag. It's mad. No. Like, <laughs> like, it's, like it, it's not even for me. Like, it, like, it, it wouldn't, like, so it says like it changed your taste buds and, and stuff, but like it wouldn't bother me. But I'd feel, I feel like an asshole. Like, whoever sat opposite me, whoever sat on the table next to me, someone's just trying to trying to eat a bit of steak and chips, and I'm, I'm basically just blowing <laughs> faggots on them. Like, <laughs>
0: it does seem a bit weird, doesn't it? The yeah, that's think.
2: the one that's that's the one that is always weird to me. Like, imagine being in a restaurant and there's 30 people just smoking it, just be <laughs> it's just weird. I can still. Yeah
1: remember the smell of the smoky pub and I remember when they first started doing Lovely. the kind of,
0: something magic about that
1: yeah, splitting like restaurants and things because yeah. if we used to have to go into town on a Saturday morning, my mum used to take us and we go to BHS for breakfast which from memory yeah. is a pretty good breakfast but I remember <laughs> being split there and they're having a smoking side yeah, and a non-smoking side and that's even bizarre just thinking about that now
2: yeah, it is odd isn't it? like uh, it is very, very strange.
1: Um, we then have the scenario of Steve asking Pete to take Matt to a football match. Um, to translate, essentially, he says, look, mate, I've not seen your sister for a few days and I can't do what I want to do in front of you. <laughs> Can you get out? And there's a lot of things... To box off here because the main reason is because he's got her tickets to see Chicago, which, by that reasoning, the show isn't until the evening. The footballs at three o'clock. He doesn't ask him to stay out with Pete.
2: Yeah, well, you think that's just a given, don't you? What, he said what, Look, reasonably he could go your to the football. You get yourself out.
1: But he doesn't say to go and stay somewhere else. He doesn't give enough money to stay somewhere else. He could quite reasonably be back by what. Seven, eight <laughs> o'clock, and that's going <laughs> to the football, having a few drinks after, getting home.
2: <laughs> Sat around awkwardly. You yeah. presume that's you presume that's a three PM kickoff, by the way.
1: Yeah. I'm assuming so.
2: What was it if it's an hour five? Could have been the well, late. i assume
1: it would have been darker when they got out of the game. No.
2: Might be it might Sunday. be first game of the season, it might be August.
1: Well, they played Tot they played Tottenham the night before, seemingly. Well, right. well that's well,
2: it's your second game of the season, and the managers complain
1: about the fix your turnaround today. Give Klopp a look at this.
2: I mean, I yeah. do think you've,
0: I do think you've picked out probably the least, uh, I don't know, serious issue with this whole thing. This guy yeah. being sent away immediately, haven't got here. He, bearing in mind, obviously he's the major, so he knows what he's sending this guy. <laughs> in for. He's got oh, fuck it, you can go. I want to get my leg over. And she is even worse because she has this whole. I'm really worried about my brother. Oh wait, you've got Chicago tickets. Get about it. <laughs> Oh, do I even
2: got a brother? I don't. I don't need to. The worst thing. The worst thing about it is, he says when he speaks to me about being a major, he's like, "Look, met your sister. She told me I had to give it all up. Give it up." So she knows. She <laughs> must know what his brothers is what what he's yeah, yeah. about as well. Yeah,
0: they all know. There's no. There's no secret here. And they've thrown this kid to the wolves.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: so
1: he thinks giving him the hundred quid means, all right. You're gonna have to behave yourself now because you want this cash. He doesn't know what Matt's like at this point, but. it's it's not one of these deceptive ones where maybe he looks tough and he isn't. No. And there's no reason to believe he doesn't look tough, but secretly he's like a warrior.
0: You can judge this book by the cover.
1: Yeah. Pete is reluctant to take a yank to the football match. Probably more reasons not to take him because you know what your own group of mates are like, he's definitely not going to fit in. You know what you're getting into today, he's definitely not going to fit in with that very rash but eventually takes him because he thinks he might learn something
2: always just never happens every day is a school <laughs> day
0: mate he is that initial scenario where he says where he said, look I'll give you 50 grid you fuck off do yeah. some tourist stuff and I go to the game is 100% what happens he's never taken this guy out
1: I'm me. not being funny but the last thing I want to do is take you to the match with me so here's how it works you give me half the money I'll go to the football and you can have a wander around where Churchill took a tom or whatever it is you yanks do here in jolly old a tom tit a shit Christ. it's rhyming slang like bees and honey for money or I could say to you give me the fucking bees
0: oh god I wince
1: <laughs> do you wince more at that or Matt saying look the cops <laughs> and then trying to <laughs> kick him, what like kick him in the leg like <laughs>
0: Like, where's that? Yeah, going? what was he thinking? But <laughs> well, that,
2: that is perfect for what he's supposed to be, though, isn't it? That is,
0: yeah, well, that's probably the yeah, first it. Would be
2: weird if had. he just if he throws out a perfect roundhouse, <laughs> yeah, it's just aiming yeah. straight at that chin.
1: Well, you'd assume maybe you like <laughs> you either don't try and hit him, you just run while he turns, you give him a shove maybe to set him off balance. The and kick then is weird.
2: <laughs> I mean, in reality, you just try and you just try and knee him in the box, don't you? Yeah. Also.
1: It's not like it's a random bloke. You are gonna have to return where to <laughs> yeah, he yeah. knows you're going.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, he ain't in a position to then say to his brother, because he can't tell that story. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. No, but at the yeah. same
1: time, now Yeah, he can beat fuck later on
2: down the line, but that's tomorrow's problem.
1: Well, not even that. Like I perhaps have less shame than most. I'm not sure I can go back. To my sister's boyfriend and say, He tried taking the money off me. Can I come back in the house, please?
2: No, see, neither of them can tell the story. That's the thing. Pete can't go and say, let oh like if they would have hit him, what happens? Yeah, I tried to take half the money off him and he hit me so <laughs> I back. No good. No. Nah. So No boy, not.
1: Matt's in a worse situation there because he literally does have nowhere to go. Unless he's just surviving on that hundred quid. Because all his other belongings are at the house.
2: Mm. Also, he's obviously got money somewhere. I know he's after the te- like he says about the ten grand, but he has just he has just fired in a flight to England, uh, to to England. Yeah. And so I'm sure he could have done. I'm sure he would have been okay.
1: Doesn't book his flight beforehand, but just turns up at the desk with a wad of cash. Yeah. Takes out the envelope like he's a mobster.
0: In fairness, Elijah would r- remarkably gets tickets to a lot of games here, so we probably shouldn't ask too many questions about. It. He ke- just ends up with tickets. Ends you up know. with tickets to United away. Like, oh, yeah,
1: that's, yeah, I'll just, I'll just pop on here. That's just uh, any football. football like you just, you've got a group, bunch of tickets between you. They happen to be on the front row all together.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, we're going to mention it in a bit. They don't mention that has left him until he's got a media jacket on and he's in front of the away fans.
0: He's he'd gone for a slash.
1: When they get to the pub and you see the group, the group of mates. Matt, I assume, already knows the kind of day that he's in for there. And you've got this little montage of them all drinking and preparing for the game. Bother's rolling around on the sofa with some bird. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry about anyone else. I mean, what, we're thinking this is about 12 o'clock in the afternoon?
2: Probably, yeah.
1: He's having a day of it. As much as uh, he might be one of the top boys there, I'm not having Bother down as much of a charmer. (laughs) So he's put in some serious graft by that point.
2: Yeah, it's, it's random, like you thought some people attracted to a criminal lifestyle, but at the end of the day, the fella does work in an office, so... And, I mean, Incredible, that. Just.
1: We're not going to go imagine through Bob on the, on the podcast boss, and way. maybe like, <laughs> rape the old group of mates here. She She's probably got a, a better choice there if she really does want to just go for someone who's living that life. I imagine hmm. Bob is, what, just above Elijah Wood? <laughs> you get him with a bloke, this uh, train conductor... Get in there with him.
2: One of them's a pilot, mate.
1: Well, I've made myself look a fool there.
2: <laughs> Big Dave, he's a pilot. That's the whole point. He's at Manchester Airport in a pilot's uniform, uh, and he's he's on about the station. He's at the, he's in a pilot's uniform.
1: I, I thought he got off the train. He was driving one of the trains. <laughs>
2: well, I don't know what fucking train line I can yeah. tell you use, but know, I'm telling you I'm <laughs> you Cross country and dressed our drivers up like that. <laughs>
1: What? what are you showing off? Yeah, what year was this film?
2: <laughs> I mean, Western Railway. he, he, he <laughs> hadn't had shoot
1: on tight, <laughs> I know. Get well, well, overdressed for work, aren't like you, um, <laughs> This whole Mr. Miyagi conversation <laughs> is sensational.
2: It's good drunk acting.
1: Yeah. Is that based on a real person? That's out of order. Did they pay him?
2: course i fucking
1: pay them <laughs> and that's ultimately what seems to charm pete is just the fact that matt could lie about being the karate kid to his mates and have them believe it and he's just all in at that point
2: mm. yeah pete is won over quite quickly really. <laughs> as he says too trusting he is too trusting Trust that's the young too much
1: We've compared uh, Football Factory to Goodfellas. Maybe it's the time to compare Green Street to Donny Brasco.
2: Yep. Yeah. Sir. Please tell me you didn't actually compare the Football Factory to Goodfellas.
1: We did, as we did with the Goodfellas podcast, where we compared the funny house scene with uh, you trying Put to rub me off in out. front of my pals. Oh,
2: that's fine. I thought you were making actual parallels, <laughs> no. and I was probably going to disconnect from this, from this conversation.
1: This. Mr. Miyagi conversation the one the whole bar seems to be listening because he says a toast to Mr. Miyagi and everyone's on board Mm -hmm. and then yeah I don't think you want to be a cleaner at that pub because about 2 o'clock in the afternoon and everyone's pouring pints over their own head bothers loving it (laughs) (laughs) a stink while a time he gets to the game and uh, yeah West Ham till I die, they're all in.
0: So, you, you're hyped off that. You know, you you want to go with them?
1: Let's go fucking mental. That, I think that is as much uh, setting the uh, year for the film as any.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're probably right.
1: I think So, kind of gloss past the game and the shots we get there with Rafe's wall, by the way, seemingly is Every shot of that, he's just saying, cunt. <laughs> While the rest of them just point. Um,
0: You're not going to talk about the goal Matthew Everton puts in?
1: Um, you, you can do. I mean, you can, you, can a see nice Michael,
0: finish.
1: you can see Michael Carrick there. By the time the film comes out, he's a Spurs player. He's in West Ham at the time of uh, the game going. And you see what happens to the Spurs fans. That's IMDB trivia for you. Outside of the game... We've mentioned the Brummie accents. We've got the Chelsea smile, uh, not the Chelsea smile, Stanley threat in uh, Football Factory. Yeah, and then we've got the Chelsea smile threat from the Birmingham fans.
0: They're getting every sort of uh, football niche in there.
1: That probably makes me squirm more than anything across the two films is just imagining the the corners of his mouth cutting up like that because they do a pretty good job getting the blood in there nice and early as well.
0: You and Sean tried giving me a Chelsea smile.
1: Not fun. I'm sure you deserved it. <sighs> we did also see people get waterboarded when we were at school though, so those kind of times, anything ran.
0: Yeah, I feel like at some point I'm going to have to deny that ever took place just just in case. <laughs> a practice that is deemed too far for Gran Sanimo Bay was taking place in a six form set now I'm not sure that's fantastic
1: my hands weren't on the bottle so I've got plausible no, deniability we just witnessed
0: it <laughs> absolutely fine
1: um, we've got a bit more cheesy here just with uh, in the heat of battle Pete yells out we don't leave our mates behind but another decent fight scene despite the windmilling from Frodo
0: that windmill is great, though. That, that, that initial swing.
1: <laughs> you don't run, not you with us. You stand your ground and fight.
2: Fucking cringe. Cringe oh. on fuck when I heard that yesterday. <laughs> it's
0: tough, isn't
2: it? It's tough. Oh. Yeah. Like, I have to appreciate this film for what it is, but fucking up. It's actually testament to the film that you're
0: able to get past moments like that because there's some body
2: blows to you,
0: for some of the cringe.
2: Oh, mate, some of it's fucking desperate.
1: Keenan says this in the, in the day when he's been bigging up Rise of the Foot Soldier 17. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just almost don't listen to the things I say. What? <laughs> well, it's a, a bad trait as, a, as somebody who hosts multiple podcasts.
1: <laughs> Look, take it for what do. better, he says.
2: Do better. Yeah, just, just be better, Byron. That's all I'll say. Okay. I think the great the great lesson
0: from this fight for Elijah Wood is you don't have to be able to fight at all. All you've got to do is really, really hate someone. And actually, you'll learn how to fight on the job. <laughs> That's a well, great moral to this.
1: They do DM out after. You see the first punch you threw? A little bit on bit the gay. feminine side.
2: Bit, bit camp, is it? He says. <laughs> no, he says gay. <laughs> he does say gay. I thought he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But because he kind of squirms as he's saying it, he's allowed.
2: Bit, I mean, yeah. it was 2005. He could
1: have said yeah. fucking almost anything. Yeah. Don't you say that, though. <laughs> Excuse me? I said, just make sure you don't say it here. <laughs> oh,
0: fucking watch your tongue. I, don't know what to <laughs> I don't want to say a homophobic slur. I'll say one. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I might
1: have to remove my laughter
0: there. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, bad the, soundbite for me.
1: The scene with explaining the firm and the journals. i understand it's kind of a necessary evil if you are going to really sell this to the american market as much as uh, the british one but you've got
2: that's actually this is exactly what this film is it's basically the football factory made for internationals yeah yeah like it's all it is and like they try it it, it is a lot more i don't want to say uh, well, actually, a yeah, glamoroid is probably the word. There is a lot more glamoroids in the football factory.
1: Oh, I've got, I've got a quote, so I'll come to you when I bring that up uh, in a, in a few moments. Pete, to start this scene, West Ham wins three 0 in a blinding performance. That little scrap makes the headlines. Bloody muckrakers! It was like a, <laughs> it was like a sixty man brawl in the middle of London. Yeah. In what in what world does that not make yeah. the papers?
0: And West Ham's win in a nothing game doesn't get the headline. <laughs> more the importantly,
2: it, more importantly, he mentions the front page. What on at what university fucking is he reading a Sunday sport? Because that's the only way that West Ham winning three 0 might end up on the front page. <laughs> yeah.
1: Against Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> And then you do have that bit, don't you? So uh, sort of like the Yankees and the Red Sox. And he says more like the Israelis and the Palestinians.
0: That's a good one.
1: While on the tube and people are looking at them like, what the fuck are you talking about here? <laughs> I think he describing being, be, being a
2: good pitcher in baseball is just someone who knows how to have a wank fast as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that during the discussion on the roof uh, where he says he'd kick seven shades of shit at Van Holden? And Matt's loving yes. it. So you referenced the scene earlier where they play football and the fact that he's a history teacher. Mm. What is security like at this school? He gets to bring <laughs> his mate in for a kickabout. Yep. He's American. <laughs> he's
2: got a black eye. <laughs> no questions asked, by the way. Just like... <laughs> yeah. And I don't then... know because you you can't imagine that's the first time if he's a football, if he's a footballer as he as he is through the film. And it's led to so he's been doing it doing it for a bit. There's no chance that's his first black eye. How many Every other ever Monday he's coming in. Think, yeah. is, this, is this really the image I want?
1: After they've had the kickabout, he says, well, when you come in and teach the mystery, they'll get a kick out of that from a real American. Yeah. Like, yeah. You <laughs> You need to set better standards for your students. <laughs> and the school needs to be having a few words.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, just come in, teach a lesson for me. Sound.
1: I'm sure he says something where he's, uh, "What would I teach you?" And he says something like, "I'll just teach you in my old American, like Declaration of Independence or something.
2: He says, "I studied journalism." He's like, "They're eight. Who gives yeah. a fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fair point, to be honest. <laughs> like, think about the shit your parents lied to you about when you were eight. Like, you he could have <laughs> said whatever the fuck he wanted.
1: All our dads were just football hooligans, and we just didn't know it. <laughs> It's a, it's a good little scene with the football going on and then we get United away. The two little words that keep every hammer in England up all night.
2: I'm not sure what I see, yeah, that's it remotely true. Yeah, that was remarkable, wasn't it? Is that, <laughs> is
0: that like a penciled into the calendar for him? I'm not sure that is.
1: What do you think of the scheme that, that they ultimately... Li- that they ultimately use
0: for a start, actually, the Trojan horse.
1: Yeah, well, Bother gets a lot of flack in this film, quite rightfully, uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to the end. Would you be annoyed if suddenly your mate just started bringing someone and tagging them along all the time? Because I feel like that would wind up a lot of people.
2: Depends on how you go, how well you go with them. And
0: he does hate him from the jump. It's not like yeah. he gives the guy a chance. He does decide <laughs> I don't like this guy. He's a yank. I get it, but when their whole thing is, they're all about looking out for each other, all it takes is this guy getting a little bit more attention than him, and he's straight down to Millwall. He's going straight down to see Jeff Bell.
2: Jeff yeah. Bell, what a guy. Oh, Who, by the wait. way, once again, totally on the money as a psycho. <laughs> My God. Well, I can't wait till we, we get to discuss Tommy Outcher. Yeah, we'll
1: do <laughs> it in just a moment. This, this scene... I forgot the name of the actress. Is it Cameron Diaz, they they say? Yes. Who's yeah. uh, in the film. And they're like, oh, absolutely. Even then, it's not the most well-thought-out plan. They drive to get past, and then seemingly the entire opposing firm stands with their backs to them while they pull out road traffic equipment to charge at them with. It's yeah, but... just much of a sneak attack.
2: Also, by the way that they go that they're looking for looking for taxes <laughs> Fucking kills me. Yeah. just get out of some little old station and they're like yeah oh sounds can we have four taxes so to, to, like i wonder if they think that's gonna work two, like what two of them are paying the taxi drivers whilst the other's steaming or i don't really understand <laughs> what crack is it
1: <laughs> I feel like there would also be a bigger fuss about the fact that you have just slammed on the emergency brake on a train, like people yeah. might be looking for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't I assume there was cameras on trains back in 2005, but I
0: actually, could be wrong as well, but I think there's a there's a half decent bit, of, they got off at Macclesfield, I believe there's a half decent bit of distance between and yeah, there and yeah. getting to Manchester where they're supposed to be. So there would mm-hmm. actually be a, a kind of somewhat tense wait whilst they're in these taxis.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I've actually, once when we when we went to Bolton uh, for footy, the, it was like when the weather was absolutely vile, um, the fucking, the, like the trains all got cancelled when we got to Manchester. So I've actually had to get a taxi to the ground from from Manchester to Bolton. And like even then, it's just, it's just very, very weird. Yeah. Let alone going there to actually have a route. I was just trying to get <laughs> to a pub and, and have a beer. <laughs> I think
0: throwing United in here must have, maybe links back to they're an easy sell to a foreign market. It's, like it's, got mate, my it's exactly that. Because even the fight isn't even any good. Like this guy is built up as like a bit of a nemesis for uh, for Pete because yeah. he's obviously done him in before. He just goes down straight away and all of them get arrested and none of the West Ham not do. Just while like,
1: standing incredible. in front of the police blooded up chatting to <laughs> the Flash of Man United.
0: And they're able to stick around long enough to give them the thing and shout, you know, GSE and all that. <laughs> Whilst I the police say, do nothing.
1: For all we've just said, Again, that scene—I was well pumped up the first time I saw that. Maybe because it was United fans.
2: Uh, I like it because the Stone Roses players—they run down the stairs. That's what I always think of. I want to be a door place, and then it goes through. Yeah. The scene that he gives his little voice over, doesn't
1: he? Yeah, well, I do want to speak about that because maybe the most outrageous part of the whole film. Matt claims word of his inclusion in the firm traveled across England yes. faster than the death of Lady Di. Don- <laughs> <laughs> With in he, all seriousness he says that as well I
0: know. people uh. people would say so you're the yank, famous lack of Americans in London so once they hear an American accent, oh so it's you that,
1: well the shot as they say that and there's uh, two blonde birds either side of him as he's handing out his number
0: <laughs> like he's just suddenly more attractive because he's had a couple of scraps that's, that's it
1: so you're the yank, I heard about that punch you threw at Birmingham, at Birmingham at home <laughs>
0: So, you're the yank. Yeah, famously, not very diverse East London. So, <laughs> wouldn't have any other Americans.
1: Okay. Uh, let's speak about Tommy Hatcher. Yes, please. <laughs> let's first, get into it. First time we see him, Bother seemingly travels halfway across London to get himself some fish and chips or whatever it is he's picking up.
2: Point and chips, mate. Huh? Come on. Right, there Beautiful we job.
1: go. Tommy Hatcher's in there. Already, for anyone else, probably looks like a guy I wouldn't mess with, regardless of whether you've heard about who he is.
0: Yep, yeah, fair. The no. last person on earth, I there honestly, <laughs> looking at him.
1: Uh, which he does say, uh, well, this is a big problem then, because now you've got no excuse, or whatever it is he says. You've
0: got no excuse yes. for not keeping that shit cunt of yours quiet. <laughs> Incredible line whacking his head off the table see what
2: you see what she's doing to that
0: like, georgia boy. bird hasn't stopped rabbiting on since i got here i
2: want to have a conversation with our esteemed guest <laughs> oh, this is
0: so funny. And bother has to draw the lines like that's enough if bother's saying that he's shown zero care
2: for anybody including some of his best friends his ass probably... sort of goes by the way straight away he's like that's enough i'll tell you when it's enough <laughs> oh fair up. enough yeah
1: Well, that's the same as in uh, Football Factory when he tries sticking up for Zebedee and he's like, You want to get involved? He's Well, no, I'm not saying that. I don't care, much." I mean, with that, I've got to think there's better ways to get over your jealousy than going directly to Tommy Atcher. Like, Bother has seen what. Matt is like he could probably catch him on his ones and do him in himself if he wanted to and it's far easier.
2: Yeah, th- uh, there's no real I mean, upside the, the worst thing is is that Bobber doesn't even attempt to sell out Matt. His selling point is Steve Dunham's going to be there. Yeah. So it's not <laughs> even funny. so he's like, look, he, he says it a to that you've got to take him out and he's like, no, no, no. And he's like, no, I ain't going to do that. Who cares? Which is fair. And then the next thing he's like, yeah, that bloke you really want to kill I'll make sure that I'll make sure I'll make sure he's
3: there.
1: Yeah. Awful, awful uh, awful bloke. So this is what I was going to ask actually, because when this film turned 15, there was a lot of think pieces about it. Now, the the Metro, (laughs) yeah, yeah, the Metro described this as an incredibly progressive film. That spoke about all these, uh, different prejudices and how they approach it. And they approached the actor that played Bova for comment. And he referenced that when he did the publicity for the film the first time around, a number of journalists asked him if he thought it was glamorizing football hooligan culture. And he pointed out one character loses his wife and kid another character is killed. Mm -hmm. He says, my character is beyond depressive to the point he's willing to sell his friends out because he's jealous. And the only thing he can cling on to is football. Hence why in his darkest moment, he can only sing forever blowing bubbles. That's all he's known since he was a kid. And he says, I don't see how you could possibly look at this film and say that it glamorizes the kind of things they're portraying. Now, earlier in this episode, one of you two, I think it was Keenan said that it probably glamorises it more than Football Factory. So I just no, I think it does, and I don't
2: that. I don't mean I don't mean thematically, I mean stylistically. Hmm. This is look at the way the two films are shot. Tell me one doesn't look look like it was made more in Hollywood than the other. Classier, isn't it? No, that's not quite where I'm going with it, Tom, but <laughs> it's a nice effort. Um <laughs> not it, it is, it's made for the, it was made for an American market. And in that in that vein, yes, it does glamorize football blue because that's what you're trying to sell to an American market.
1: So what? Because is it the violence is more like the violence, is more, the violence the is more
2: stylized, which f- I didn't realize that you one who directed it was a was a kickboxer and all, so that yeah. makes a lot of sense. But the the violence in it is more st- stylized, the way it's shot, the techniques used, it, it is it does glamorize it, not necessarily as though it, it's a good thing. Glamour doesn't always represent good, or glamourisation doesn't always represent good.
1: I think Football Factory is maybe more of a melee compared to a fight in in Green Street.
2: Football Factory feels, and it's not just because of Elijah Woods American, but Football Factory feels inherently more British.
1: Because if you do compare the themes of the two, one quite literally does glamorised it to the point where he can have a brick put over his head and he still says it was worth it whereas the other film does have several characters who lose everything
2: yeah and somehow they still glamorise it more and that's what I always think between the two one feels American and it, again it is probably it probably does from A watching it at a young age and having larger wouldn't it but even when I watched it this week it feels more Hollywood
0: it definitely yeah, feels it, it more feels holiday. like an American impression of us, yeah, doesn't it? And that's where
2: it glamorizes outside looking in.
1: But I disagree completely with the glamorizing. I would say yeah, it's the other way around.
2: Depends on the well, but glamour as I said, glamorization doesn't have to always mean good.
1: No. Um after Bova has done this, he returns back for a second time as as you've referenced, goes into a millwall pub tells him to get down the Majors there. The Major probably could have done this far less dramatically. Yeah. Like, he literally could get Matt's number from his sister.
0: <laughs> yeah, didn't need to do any of this.
1: But it is always good in films when they do the little sit down and say, let me take you back to the life I used to live.
0: Fascinated by the idea Terry couldn't get revenge on the Major at any point <laughs>
2: until this point. Tommy couldn't
1: get me. Yeah. Terry was his loyal number two. Yeah. <laughs> I do no, think he, he turns up for the scrap at the end.
0: Sorry, yeah, yeah I, got, I got my Terry's and my Tommy's the wrong way around. That's not when good, he, when he bangs him with
2: that fire extinguisher and all. <laughs> Hello, Terry. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>
1: Keenan, Um, we've spoken about this with other films in this bracket about the ways you go to show that something was set previously and for this one they just put like a mullet
2: Longer. <laughs> on the major. <laughs> so,
1: but trust me, this was a long time ago.
2: I'm a, it's not not quite the mullet because it's, it's quite an even length. But yeah, I've almost just done a mess sparring it for myself at the moment. I like it. Yeah, mate, honestly, it's all, I'm in love
1: with it. <laughs> Are you calling yourself the major on the ice?
2: No, no back in the abbey after all
0: these years <laughs> that by the way
2: it, but... that's remained part of my vocabulary for a very long time it is a great way of welcoming someone but if you've not as seen him in a while as he's yeah. shouting it's what we do I've done that a lot <laughs> When normally talking about doing something fucking stupid I texted well, I... someone earlier on actually
1: I said earlier that I think you're the first person I had call someone a fucking sigh so <laughs> there we go
2: someone said that the other day when I was in a pub watching Liverpool and i hadn't heard it in i don't know how long i almost fell out of my chair laughing it's such a good story, i'm not even so not good. even kidding i can tell you i can tell you as he said it but was it
1: rory because he tries sneaking it in every so often
2: it wasn't it was his brother
1: funnily
2: okay there we and go. He, he said it to someone like said it to one of our lads and i was sat next to him honest goodness. so it wasn't as always drunk i'd been in the pub probably about eight minutes <laughs> like i hadn't even ordered a pint because i was i was talking and i heard him shout it across the table Almost fell out of my chair laughing. So good. I was like, I, it was it
1: was great. West Ham has just gone one up, by the way. GSE mm. in full force. Um, that scene when everyone bursts in.
2: Molotov cocktails as well. Just rolling, <laughs> rolling down the streets of London.
1: <laughs> it's the complete opposite of them quietly on the way in. There. The first meeting football factory is he's hushing yeah. everyone on the way down. This time around, yeah glass through the uh, people like uh, jump through the window
2: yeah that's what I'm talking about stylistically yeah you're, you're right They're, there in terms of glamorising Christ yeah. thank you Hey Tom somebody had you with a molotov <laughs> <laughs> like, just strolling, <laughs> strolling down East London just molotoving out no one's like it's a bit, bit weird
1: like, the only good thing he does there is uh, get his mate to bash bother call him a snitch yeah. And it's tough to see. Who's more
0: out of Bobber or
2: Zebedee?
1: I dislike Bobber more.
2: Zebedee. Because Bobber I yeah. think's funny as fuck. He <laughs> <It> makes me <laughs> roar. <wrong. laughs>
1: <laughs> he does slightly redeem himself when he comes in with a two foot drop kick at the end like mad dog in the Mate, rain.
2: How <laughs> high he get, he for someone who don't seem to possess sort of athletics, he's about he's about five and a half feet off the floor. Right? <laughs> He's listening him like full on. He almost takes his head off.
1: <laughs> the way he jumps in, I don't know if any of you have ever played like Far Cry or a game like that, where maybe you like control a sidekick because they literally just gesture, say, bother and gesture towards the car. And the next thing, he's just flying through the air. <laughs> Unbelievable. Steve Dunham, the major, gets his throat slit.
2: He does. In the
1: moment here.
2: Which, by the way, the line, if you die tonight, we'll call it even. Very Cold. good. Yeah, deserves to be in a better film. I like, <laughs> I do like this film, but does deserve to be in a better film.
1: Now, they obviously get him to the hospital. They save his life. Regarding the way they handle this, they're quite rough in the way they pick him up. Like, there's no one kind of holding his neck together. They're relying on him doing that while someone's just got his arms or someone's got his legs. Mm. Amongst all of this, bother, I don't know if he plays GTA or something hotwired a car in about 20 seconds
2: yeah,
0: no questions asked
1: very good from him, I mean probably could have used that sooner I imagine, with some of the antics they've got, I mean, could he not have just hotwired a car at United away rather than have to hijack someone's house's truck, (laughs) it's a good point
2: you've seen where they are, there's no cars about, that's the only issue
1: there's enough of them to get a van and in full GTA style they could have taken the driver out
2: yeah, but that's what they would like to them. There's no point
1: not wearing it with the fucking keys in it, is there? Pretty cool that Danny Dyer's first link-up with the producers for Football Factory was working on GTA. Really? Yeah, Rockstar rock produced Football Factory. Yeah, I forgot
2: yeah, Danny Dyer. Dyer. He's in Vice City, isn't
1: he? Yeah. Is it
2: Broke's name, is it Les Paul? No, it's not Les Paul. It's no, it's um,
1: Kent. I think it's Kent Paul or something Kent like that. Kent
2: Paul, that's it, mate. You got it.
1: I because I was on his IMDb earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah, good little, good little link up that, and then yeah, bother carrying it over in uh, Green Street. Do you think it's harsh that the sister doesn't hear him out at all? It's like, you've got your throat cut, you're clearly involved in this again, I'm off.
0: Yeah, she, she should have given him the benefit of the doubt.
1: I don't think he explained himself very well could have said, I was doing it to protect your brother. And maybe that buys you <laughs> a few brownie points, but I don't know. Because her level of wanting to be away from it, to then drive into the middle of the scrap, is bold.
0: Listen, she's... She she was happy to throw her brother into the mix anyway. I don't have that much sympathy for her. <laughs> she's,
2: she, she's not smart. Right, no, like, no. So if I've got more little than in the car, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, regardless what about of that the rest situation of the events, made us think...
2: Regardless of the rest of the events, if I'm driving up and I see fucking 70 lads kicking fuck out of each other, funnily enough, I'm not driving into it.
1: I'll just park up here. Eh? Matt gesturing for her to stop is pretty bad. That is a good fight scene, though. Even just oh, them man. all walking together.
2: Terence J, for a song.
1: Because he then... Is the guy that plays Van Holden as well, I believe.
2: I did not know that.
1: I read that whoever is singing the song there plays Van Holden in the film.
2: So age this film. You have that one blood, There's name of the song, you have that on a little USB MP3 player back in the
1: day. <laughs> I had... Nice. Uh,
2: downloaded as, straight offline wire.
1: The one as well where they get in it's where Bova is driving to meet Tommy Atcher for the first time, because I remember one of the lyrics it says uh, we're up for combat and beyond that, Sky News News at 10, will be on that, and I, mean, I got that straight on my iTunes uh, way back then. It's not great listening to it back now. <laughs> West Ham 2-0 up now, by the way. The GSE. Are going to Barca are two down as well to Frankfurt.
0: How heartbreaking is they don't get Barca after all this? At okay. yeah. uh, the Eintracht. <laughs> Marlon Noble at the new camp and is actually getting fucked by Barca. Who'd have thought?
1: <laughs> yeah, that fight scene, I think it's far better done than the final fight scene in Football Factory. Oh, yeah. Mainly it's in the way that. Yeah, but do you not think, in comparison, they don't really make the final fight in Football Factory feel as
0: big? It's not that climactic, is it? No. I don't. Well, I, I think that's, that's it.
2: it that's its quality, though, because it's for them. The whole point about is it worth it? Yeah, of course it fucking was. Is this obviously him getting bricks not ideal? But the actual thing for <laughs> it, yes, there's an occasion because of who it is. But the actual act of fighting is essentially who they are, what they're about. Even then, they don't
1: build it as well as they Cause could. Because
2: there is, there is a, there, there isn't. Obviously, they do draw each other in the, in the cup in both. Um, but the fight in. The footy Factory becomes obviously a, uh, sorry. In Green Street, becomes about something completely different. By the time they turn right,
1: yeah, I, yeah. D- I don't know if it's a conscious move though, because they still make somewhat of a big deal of it. It just doesn't feel like they kind of amp it up as much as they could. But maybe it is intentional. This one, we do ultimately get the death of Pete.
2: Unbelievable psychopath points, by the way. It's just singing whilst he's fucking smashing his head in. With a brick
1: you you should have protected him tommy he was your boy yeah. he was your son fair <laughs> point to make yeah.
2: yeah very much so but <laughs> yeah if someone is a murderer, psychopath i'm not going go to go about their dad's son
0: yeah I, i'm sure there's a lot of home chiefs you could probably tell tommy but i don't yeah. know that i'll be doing it you have to yeah. do it to yeah.
2: get him I, away, I to get him away from it,
1: his uh yeah brother's brother's wife
2: yeah. he stops. right so my point to that is he stops and shouts at him
3: yeah yeah
2: could just go and have a normal like could have could have run normal out probably doesn't pick up a brick and kills him <laughs> sort of enrages him quite a lot by saying you're the reason your son is dead
3: yeah
2: so yeah actions and consequences we've talked about probably don't go murder a psychopath about their dead children did, did anyone Don't else... Don't go to anyone
0: about
2: their dead children, but... <laughs> yeah. The, what, the, the fact that she off.
0: needs a distraction to be able to drive out of there is deeply concerning. How she is not yeah. able to drive out of there is just...
2: He's also, point. by the way, he's quite far away at that point.
0: Yeah, He's yeah, still it's...
2: quite a long way away from that car. She's got, got a decent amount. become Stretch Armstrong or The Flash, she can probably <laughs> put her foot down.
1: Would Would the film be better Keenan if it was dubbed over the top with him saying, how's your dead son, shot? <laughs>
2: If he would have shouted, I was your dead son, Tommy, I probably would have I, I would have laughed hysterically.
1: <laughs> I guess the equivalent, if we were face-off, is that Tommy Atcher then adopts the Major's kid. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he, he adopts uh, Elijah Wood. <laughs> he Just takes him in. <laughs> yeah, hey, I
2: love getting a spare room.
1: Um, the actual ending after that, I know what they're trying to do. Have they undone about an hour and a half of previous work with the shot of Elijah Wood over Van Holden clenching his fist?
2: What makes you say that? Uh, feel demeaned, it's one of the it, it, least it
1: threatening things you could ever see.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah, but I mean, that's, they made that irrelevant of what happens in that. Uh, like It's irrelevant to before. Elijah Wood unfortunately just doesn't have the ability to look for no, him.
1: That's what I mean but like yeah, the yeah, point but... of it isn't it is that is you put, you're kind of bookmarking it is he couldn't stand up to him at the start and now the second time around he's the big man and he can yeah. stick it on him because of the things he's seen and that one yeah, shot I, I, I get your point so but no I don't, I
2: don't think it does it. I Actually the ending's not, it, the ending's, I don't mind it to be fair.
1: I, I was being trivial in doing yeah, It makes me raw
2: when he just bangs open a cube on the chair I was like, Buckner?
1: <laughs> <laughs> why does he not lock the cubicle door by, by the way
2: I'm a trouble mate if you ask me schoolboy.
1: They did a lot, like quite swanky toilets though mm. which leads me to question how Matt Buckner got in there in a bomber jacket and jeans <laughs> everyone <laughs> yeah, else it's is seated
2: up it is fair They're all suited and booted and he's in like when he says oh, I'm just going to go and use sort of the facilities or powder my nose whatever he says, he's in some deep very expensive looking leather chair
1: and he walks past all of his mates to just get in there and uh, fill him in.
0: I I enjoy that our sign of how much we corrupted Elijah Wood is when he starts smoking. That's our like benchmark. <laughs> like we've got this yank smoking. We've we've got him now.
1: And then, very similar to the end of uh, Eight Mile, with this time it being Elijah Wood walking down the street on his own. Singing, I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles.
0: Indeed. He
1: gets over Pete pretty quickly. (laughs) He sums it up in... Pete's death showed me there's a time to stand your ground and fight and there's a time to walk away. But then... doesn't walk away. He then stands his ground with uh, Van Holden. Very strange. Do you think they try and have any kind of moral standpoint in this when you hear about what the actor that played Bother said the fact that they do kill off probably joint main character whether it's executed well or not are they trying to hammer home a message with this
2: I don't think so no
0: I mean I don't think I
2: really sounds carry a message
0: but it is is a bit obviously the, the sort of depressing tone on which it ends with Pete dying really I guess, probably does make you think about things a little bit more than Danny Dyer going, yeah, of course, it was all fucking worse. It probably does, by comparison, make you think about things a little bit more. But it's, as Keenan said there, I think the point of these films is to kind of an hour and a half of a bit of a buzz and on yeah. your way, isn't it, really? Because
1: seemingly by the fact that he walks away chanting blowing bubbles after means he's not reflecting poorly on his time there like, if anything, he's kind of looking fondly back at the times he had, yeah.
0: So, sort of like, well, this is a good adventure for me. Bad luck, Pete.
1: <laughs> when he gets the West Ham tattoo, by the way, on his
0: chest, oh, god,
1: <laughs> that's when he's gone for a bad boy. I, I mean, I'm a huge Arsenal fan, I, I'm not getting the Arsenal badge tattooed on my chest. It's there's just like a- I mean, a-
0: there's certain actors who look they have to get into role, they actually get the West Ham tattoo <laughs> on the chest
1: the point at which and I think it's after he's been to one game at this point when Matt says to the major who did we draw who did we get oh you don't know thought you'd be celebrating with the lads (laughs) couple of questions before we do the uh, comparisons do you think Green Street gets made if Football Factory doesn't get made and no. second question: Do you think Green Street is made differently if Football Factory doesn't exist? Okay, do you think they took anything that they thought went well and was received well with Green with Football Factory to then put it into Green Street?
2: No, I don't think it gets made. I, I just, I just don't. don't they're think a year it happens, apart. Just...
1: I couldn't find if there if it was already in production.
2: I don't think. Well, maybe. Sorry, what? Well, maybe it does then. But no, the way it works. No, I don't. Don't think it does. Because regardless of, it's a British cinema that makes it. Uh, a British studio, sorry, that makes it. Um, and I think Football Factory was a success. So they needed, regardless. Of, I know you're trying to pitch it, pitch it overseas, and you bring in who you want to bring in, but you need a base there because that it, it was a wild gamble to send that to America. Because. Um,
1: we pointed out at the start, the the firm was made in 1989. It's then mm-hmm. six years until ID's made. And then the yeah. next time we see a football hooligan on screen is in Eurotrip. Yeah. Then we get a football factory. Mm-hmm. And then Green Street's a year later. And then within the next five years, you on. get Rise of the Foot Soldier, Cass, Away Days, The Firm, and many more.
2: I've seen every one of those films.
1: Yeah, so have I.
2: So, away days, underrated. Always liked it.
1: I, I can't remember anything. I just remember watching them, watching them all uh, almost back to back. Um. So. Do you think... Because I guess those other films get made because they've seen Football Factories being a success and Green Street being a success.
2: Yeah. There's a clamour for the books afterwards, isn't there? Here's what is what happened. Obviously, Rise of the Fo- Foot Soldier got bought out. Cass got bought out. Um away days got bought out it was a clamor for the, it was a clamor for the books got bought and all the people were looking up
1: but again and i can only remember some of these vaguely but they seem to be a combination of the kind of glorification and the quite depressing way of going about it like Cass and rise of right. the foot soldier feel different to away days for example so, I guess what they both showed is that both can be successful and people are going to watch both of them.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was, a, there was. I mean, it was a, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't seven years seems too long, but it seems though like it is based on the sort of time of the films, but where it, like, it's like the, the sort of culture of it seems to come, like, come more and back to the front than that, but people were looking at it as opposed to people were looking at it from the outside as opposed to people starting trying to start fight on terrorists again.
1: What do you think, TK? Do you think there's anything from Football Factory that they perhaps learnt and used when making Green Street?
0: As, as we've kind of touched on, I think it's... So sort of they've probably looked at that mainly just as a reassurance that, that this sort of film can work, and if we can try and brush up a couple of things and do it a bit tidier then perhaps we can do it even bigger and even better. That's probably about it. It's probably just the perfect sort of barometer, for this perfect test, just to see if this sort of film works. And, and they just... I don't necessarily know if they will have used a lot of it other than just the general sort of cockney behaviour that they think that's how people behave. That's about it, really. For all
1: the critique about it, do you think Charlie Hunnam's accent really affected the amount people enjoyed or didn't enjoy the film, or do you think yeah. you after the first ten minutes you kind of you you've got what you're given there and you move on?
2: I know I was quite young when I watched it, but it's it, it it's only I uh, have I watched this I probably watched it about two years ago. Um and then I was like, oh, this is rough. <laughs> and then it was only when I watched it again can't uh, yesterday it was sorry um that oh, i was like fucking jesus this is terrible but the first <laughs> the first probably 15 times i saw the film it didn't even enter my like i thought it was funny but it didn't answer my head yeah. as to how bad it was
1: i wrote in the group chat about 10 minutes into the film on yeah. uh tuesday when i watched this like i swear it wasn't this bad when i was younger and i watched this like... i completely
2: agree <laughs> i could no, i completely agree because that's what i thought so i don't remember it being this bad but i suppose you you just you, you see, like a lot of things that you grow up and hey you know a lot more. are you you'd suggest that compared to when i was 11 i know what a what i like when it comes to films and b yeah you know a little bit more don't you and there you've seen a lot more so standards are a little bit different
1: yeah before we get into the judging, I did just notice one more thing I had done in my notes, and we've mentioned uh, smoking in this film. Yeah, Bolver is smoking in the hospital waiting room <laughs> when Steve's in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was surely never a thing. It <laughs>
2: hey, will probably. I don't. It probably was at, 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 a, at a time. Yeah, but you got I think to think. it would
0: you, have been in two thousand
2: and five, but
0: you go past the hospital now. They make a big thing of. Uh... Please respect our smoke-free hospital, etc. So, you know, you have to be pointed out that you can't smoke in and around it. So, that doesn't seem that far fetched that people would have. Been. Yeah, right.
2: know, the I, waiting I, room, always, though. Always, <laughs> yeah, that's us- me up. Um, TK, when our was in my was in hospital once. Right, literally, we've got to see him. Probably, hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. He was he was in a, he was in a chair at the time. He was like, yeah, it's wheeling me out the front door. So I'm going, oh fuck. And I, <laughs> Because he was in a wheelchair, like he be, he was like, This hospital, smoke free, bloody blah, smoke free zone. Because he was in a wheelchair, he was just sparking up a and no one said a word to him.
3: <laughs> I and, like even great...
2: people walking in and out of the hospital, like visitors, etc. Not not a thing. A lot, like, if I was having a flag, they'd look, look at me like I was evil. Yeah, they so, look at you like you're a scum. <laughs> yeah, it's funny.
1: like a I remember being greatly embarrassed being uh, in Disneyland with my dad as he lit up a cigarette just as it had been brought in the kind of no-smoking areas. Oh, wow. Someone telling him this is a no-smoking area beyond this point, and him arguing, what's the difference in me being 10 feet back there? Oh, God. So please just put your cigarette out.
0: It's Mickey yeah, Mouse, Dad. Will you stop arguing with us, please? <laughs> it yeah, this happen. was
1: fairly new when it had been brought in. This was, what, 2005, I think? I need
0: that.
1: Um... Actually, was be before that, because that was when we went to secondary school, so it would have been 2003, 2004-ish. Um Let's get on to the judging. This does come under the gangster category on our list. Cut so, under what? Gangster.
2: I thought we chucked this in a British
1: one. don't have a British category. We never had one.
2: I oh, we put that in when we were on the call... Yeah,
1: and then we realised that we didn't have enough films to make an actual category of it, so we moved them all around. You definitely definitely were. I sent you all of the things before we did them, so that's where this came down. But there we go. I'll go to you first, Keenan. Which did you prefer? TK? I've
0: agonised over this. Watching them so closely together was helpful and I think Green Street's probably a better created film, but I prefer Football Factory. Correct.
1: Yeah. I prefer Green Street for what that one's worth.
0: If we said Green Street 4, then. It's like <laughs> no. Bloody hell.
1: Oh, that would be go- going back on a lot of what I've said, which wouldn't be new <laughs> for me, but that one may be where I draw the line. Keenan, which do you think is more rewatchable?
2: Football Factory.
1: I think Green Street. So, TK, which are you siding with?
0: No, I, I think Football Factory is definitely more rewatchable. I think the quotes,
2: apart from anything, carry it. It's a funnier film, isn't it? Which helps. That's, yeah. that's what it comes down to, mate. It's, it's Football Factory, above anything else, is genuinely just fucking hilarious.
1: I didn't have Green Street down in my head as a one-hour-fifty film. That shook me when I was having a look at it. No. it?
2: no, if you'd have asked me to guess Sunday night, I'd have said sub-90.
1: yeah? Are we assuming it's intentional, or is that giving them too much credit that Football Factory is precisely 90 minutes long?
2: I think that's intentional.
1: I I wouldn't be shocked.
2: Because ninety minutes for a film like that is, is is bang on. Yeah, right on the money.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if they got on the football angle of ninety minutes. Best moment slash scene, TK. I
0: I genuinely do think it might be, and this is. I guess fairly innocuous in the grand scheme of things, considering what goes on in these films. I think it might be Tommy getting convinced that he's chin Barber. <laughs> it might be my favourite moment. It's between that and Rod in the uh, restaurant with the family.
1: Okay, okay. I'm
0: gonna go I'm gonna go with Tommy getting told that he's done Bright's missus in.
1: I think it's the Tottenham away speech. And yeah. if it isn't, then it's probably are you trying to mug me off in front of my pals? So yeah, it's the football factory yeah. either way. Argue Keedan,
2: it's Ro- is Tottenham away or Rod in the restaurant? <laughs> okay, Rod in the restaurant, sensational mate, <laughs> so
1: good. I'll stick with you, Keaton. Best quote.
2: Oh mate, it, it is any of a million from the football factory.
1: <laughs> Do you have a favourite? <laughs>
2: It might, it might genuinely be. Oh, that espresso's kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. He's so
0: clearly up his that. Um, TK,
1: do you have a favourite?
2: Did you have something else I like queued this before? Did? Oh, I've got loads. But it's my only, only thing that I'm sad that I missed was when you two were doing the, the football factory. And I, I, I feel like I've missed a chance to contribute an awful lot to that conversation. But it's huh. my own fun for working late.
1: It's 3 0 up here, so you may have a chance down the line. Oh, okay. Well, I was yeah,
2: about say, go 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 go. Going to say I got a feeling it's gonna get through. No, no, go on, go to TK.
1: TK Java preference quote.
0: Uh the only I feel like because there's so many good ones, um we obviously we didn't reference earlier C U you cut or cut you first, which is <laughs> always <laughs> has to have a mention.
1: I wrote that down.
3: Because,
0: because it we've covered like a lot of the, the bigger ones. One of the ones is when Harris goes to Bright about um where where were you last night? And he's and Bright's gone, Dinlo Johnson had me some nutty skunk, ended up down <laughs> the petrol garage at 2 a.m. Harris goes, you're on a ban. Like, and what am I gonna do? Walk. <laughs> yeah. The idea that Harris is about is drawing the line at him driving on a ban. It's total lunatic. But, oh hang on, you're on a driving ban, you can't do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it could be any of the long uh it could be any of the long speeches from it's probably gotta be. Um, the top and away thing is probably just because it's so iconic, I guess.
1: Let's get the beers to safety, then we'll outflank them.
0: So <laughs>
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> I did, what I referenced earlier, uh, the next best thing to violence is sex, and seeing as there's nearly 500,000 single women in London, I must be in with half a chance.
2: Especially We're also forgetting what weekend. something that i stayed I even said it to Rory the other day, a couple of cheeky tequilas. <laughs> well, you want a drink <laughs> cheeky, cool this Honestly, it was. I was talking to him about you when you boys were at the darts, and he was like, We were drinking tequila the first. And I said to him, What a couple of cheeky tequilas what was that.
1: <laughs> I will say, before it's pointed out, uh, the, the we there, what I wasn't included in that. I uh, I said no, thank you, making sure I saw the darts. But so, if was... a
2: couple of you were boss eyed watching it, mate.
1: <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll be fair, I think. Rory was probably one of the worst one of the, one of the worst there. I, mean, I don't wanna chuck him under there when he's not here but but I will. Um Johnny Clayton got to his head. MVP. It's
2: Tommy, isn't
0: it? <laughs> you mean
2: Tommy actually, you're right. Yeah, I was wondering which one. <laughs> uh, Tommy Johnson from the football factory, I think it has to be. Although Matt gets a bit Pete probably gets a decent shout but hey, for me it's Tommy Johnson.
1: Or Jack so, and TK. I think so. Yeah, probably fair. Um best side character.
2: Very architectural, yes. This is a brutal one. I've got four and I actually have two from each film. Go on, hit us. Billy Bright. F- sensational. Rod, phenomenal. Yeah. Tommy Atcher. And I know you've slated him throughout the film, but bother, because he's just so funny. Um, If I've got to pick one, I just got to go to Rod. No, wait.
1: I'm going for Dave or Swill.
2: It's Rod or Billy Bright. I'm going with
0: Billy.
1: So this...
0: (laughs) this By the way, Jeff Bell versus Frank Arthur is the scrap we need.
1: Well, I'm about to ask about that, actually, because (laughs) uh, more powerful Don was the next (laughs) question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was going to say, if we assume here, I think Billy probably... is the the, don't forget yeah, that.
2: But, Technically. Yeah. Billy Bright is saying 15 years, I should toe with you and you go and mug me
1: yeah, off like that. Yeah. De- we did mention earlier, Keenan, the, the kind of emotional storyline they do try and briefly do with uh, <laughs> Billy, where he overhears is I'm at the pub and has to go over and ask his wife,
2: when he calls him a spent force, unbelievable! <laughs> it's a fucking great insult. <laughs> let him take, let let him take the Zebedees and a couple of the other mushes. Fuck him! And then he's gone. Oh, slow down, RS. He's one of your own. Fuck him! He's a spent force. Yeah, <laughs> she says, "Fuck him." He's a lunatic. He's a spent force.
0: Like Fergie discarded an old player. <laughs> yeah. He's
2: ever. Well, I think now, the answer. If someone ever says anything about anyone, and the the answer, the response is "fuck him." You've got to take notice.
1: <laughs> in if in the true spirit then of this, so if it was Pete Dunham up against Harris, who are you backing?
2: Oh what his most powerful Don. Yeah. Harris. I disagree. No one no one no one has ever said Pete Dunham runs it like a military operation.
0: <laughs> Pete's struggling to hold it together. He's basically yeah. just living off his brother.
2: Exactly.
1: He also puts in a bit more work.
2: Paris is like yeah. He I mean, works he's, out he's well. For d- him, he's
1: done it. his time. He's in the trenches.
2: Yeah, works out well for him, doesn't
1: it? He also <laughs> doesn't have to face anyone like Tommy Atcher, which you do have to maybe take into consideration.
2: But he loses the war. What's he the does. quote about
1: a right. general
2: doesn't have to?
0: Whatever the thing is. There you go.
1: All right. Keenan. Which film is better dressed?
2: He has the best Stone Island. He
1: was the, Stone uh? he was the <laughs> best Stone Island.
2: That um that crew Stone Island jacket Pete's got. There was a little stage in two thousand, about two thousand and four, two thousand and six. More than there about eight hundred pound. I thought I'd have looked up, absolutely mustard in one of them. Thankfully, I quickly came to my senses.
1: <laughs> my my brother used to work in one of the uh, designer clothing places in Cheltenham. And he said the amount of people that would try and come in and uh, nick the Stone Island badges to put on their own clothes was tragic.
2: Oh, I can imagine so. He said you, it like was daily
1: occurrence. Like you protected those badges, like they were like an 800 pound piece of clothing.
2: <laughs> it makes me raw, like when you just see like a lad who obviously go to, go, go to football, no matter what pose they're in, or like, just get the badge in and fucking badge in, killed, yeah. <laughs> It's crazy.
1: Although the only thing worse than that, I think, is the kind of uh, like football terraces accounts that like wank over Adidas Gazelles. And there's some that like make Christmas trees out of Adidas Gazelles. And it usually crosses <laughs> over with like Oasis accounts. And it's like, is everything all right at home? <laughs> you find like 16 pairs of gazelles to make a Christmas tree out of them. Some of must do, be going I do, on. I
2: do love gazelles
1: though. Oh, I haven't seen your Christmas tree, I'm assuming. From what
2: no, I know, there's no You trainers probably there's don't there's, have a Christmas tree. In an, ideal, <laughs> in an ideal world, mate, there's trainers under it, but that's about it. Um Gazelle OG twos. When they used to make them, don't make them anymore. That's probably my favourite pair of trainers ever. Oh,
1: I mean in proportion with the rest of me, although it wasn't always like that. Uh my feet are too fat for adding ass trainers. So uh <laughs> I've never I've
2: never owned or I've never owned like a pair of night trainers. That is blasphemy. Other than like Astros, I used to have a pair of the the red and white Total Nighters. Nice.
1: I'm Great going Green there. Street, by the way, for uh, a better dress, dear.
2: What, even with Rod's Prada shirt?
1: Yeah, even you with
2: You look that. like a Vicar. <laughs> it's
1: time <Prada>, you cunt. <laughs> he, looks so, he looks more hurt in that than uh, Billy does being called a spent force.
2: Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. That's unreal. You look like a Vicar.
1: <laughs> it's so true though, because when you do ask someone, does this look alright? You almost don't really want an honest answer, you just want the answer that's gonna make you feel better.
2: Yeah.
1: Like the night before the races, when I asked my mum if my blazer looked alright, she's like, mm, Why why have you done that? Why have you, why have you said that? Seventy quid I've spent on this and I didn't even wear it. <laughs> Which uh film are you picking, Keenan?
2: Um I don't. I, think, I actually think neither is is the answer. But if I had to pick one, I'd, I'd probably say Green.
1: I was thinking of the cream jacket when that you said. I, I I'd
2: probably I probably say Green Street, but they are essentially the, the, dressed in the same thing. Yeah.
1: Do you have an answer there, TK? Oh, Fashionista.
2: It's, it's
0: probably Green Street on a sort of narrow relegation battle.
1: Which film has the best soundtrack?
2: for me it's a football oh, is it no it is. I, I, mate again this is actually quite hard is.
0: this is a tough one
2: what a waste of all the Libertines it's a fucking unbelievable team by the way mm. um I I I I actually I'm probably going to give it to Green Street but I don't know if I feel comfortable or not I'm giving um, it Football Factory narrowly
1: yeah that's a I, so there we go I understand that I'd... Streets is the tipping point which they use twice in the film
2: yeah, see, so I think my tipping point is I want to be adored by the Stone Roses. That might be the single best use in the film. Yeah, the films I, 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 I see that, I do agree with.
1: And if you look up the original soundtrack for Football Factory, it would have been fairly conclusive if they did Oh, get that would those have been a banger. Jesus. Yeah, uh, Keenan, which film's more original?
2: Green
0: Street. TK? Yeah, see, I was just going to go on Football Factory based on the fact that it was the one before but Green Street probably does put a slightly different spin on this type of film. Yeah. Football Factory can probably be more directly compared to the film. So I'll I'll go with it. I'll go with Green Street. Okay. I agree. Elijah Wood being in there is pretty original, I guess I have to acknowledge. (laughs) TK, which film had the bigger impact? Does it feel... I don't know. Does it feel outrageous to say Football Factory over here seems like it just had more of a impact in terms of like I was about to say culture that's a bad way of putting this it, it? I don't think it's a cultural impact but
1: I get what you mean I think it's Green Street but I, as, uh...
2: a sub- as a subculture mate for probably not lads our age but probably lads a few years a few years older than us it probably did have an impact mate yeah that's right. Like, it probably what did change the way is. people dressed it ch- changed the way people talked For like again it is a subculture but for lads who are into footy and all they probably did change it
0: Quotes, you know, do get pretty regularly thrown out, a lot of stuff from it. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll go with it. I'll go with Football Factory narrowly. I think.
1: Which one like, do you I'll take,
0: Keenan?
2: No, I agree with TK.
1: Best opening scene, Keenan?
2: Oh, it's Football Factory, isn't no? TK? Yeah, that, that seems a pretty conclusive one.
1: Even with your two Bob mob. <laughs> Yammer. <laughs> Which film has the better Yammer?
2: <laughs> oh, down to that is the football
1: factory chat. <laughs> no, I, I I agree. Uh, Keenan, which film had the better ending?
2: Um, see, I I I actually agree. I don't I don't think the ending to either film is particularly strong.
1: Which would you pick?
2: I'll give it to football factory just for course it fucking was, and actually the end credits we've going underground and and shit like that.
1: That's been in my head all day, but I'm going Green Street.
0: TK. Good point about the credits. I'd almost forgotten. That's a very, very good use of... I'd forgotten about it until it gets popped into my head. Yeah, that's a good shout. I think... I actually... I like the kind of almost total lack of acknowledgement of any moral to the story of Football Factory, but they probably probably do tie it up a bit nicer in Green Street,
2: so I'll go with Green Street.
1: And just finally, Keenan, which film has the better chemistry?
2: Football. Mm. Green Street, I think.
1: What about you, T.K.?
2: I'm saying Football Factory.
0: I think it, oh, yeah. it just feels just a little bit more natural, and I guess by nature of bringing in Elijah Wood, it has to feel a little bit more uncomfortable. So I guess I just think they will mix it up better it Tommy and Rod are a magic magic pairing, unreal.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to go Football Factory, but I do think there's something to say with almost the backing singers in Green Street feel a lot more
0: cohesive. It's He's charged, he? He I know, is not he? I know what you're like. He, I've
1: never been shy about saying that. Pete versus no. Life will live forever.
0: Magic. Yeah, that is.
1: I think I've told Keenan to watch that about a thousand times.
0: It's criminal. They didn't. That. They didn't make another
2: series. Criminal. I've so seen seen Pete it? versus Life.
1: All right. Okay. Still not yeah, seen that. What's uh,
2: the other one you keep? You've told me to watch this. Um,
1: Place Beyond the Pines.
2: No. Not fucking. Don't start running that out again. It's in the bracket, man.
1: <laughs> the Night of.
2: No, I'm not watching that shit. Is that the Christmas thing?
1: Oh, it's
2: What's the one the I told off? you
1: about last week with. um, Out of Nightcrawler, British actor.
2: Oh, yeah, no, about the, the music thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, but there's it. a 0% chance I watch that.
1: <laughs> music? It's not about music.
2: I thought that was the one. Oh. Riz Ahmed.
1: Riz Ahmed, yeah, but it's not about music. It's about where he wakes up with a woman dead next to him and. Gets arrested. Oh
2: yeah, no, I probably, there, there's, I mean, there's probably a there's probably a zero percent chance I'll watch that. To be honest,
1: well, maybe I'll get Sean to recommend it to you, and you probably watch it then.
2: Look, Sean's bad at thousands.
1: Uh, didn't you're not. Well, I've not recommended anything bad, so I don't really see how this pays off. And all the things that Sean's actually recommended to you, I'm pretty sure I recommended first.
2: I tried to claim this before, he has, but he I has got a history
1: of that. He just repeated my joke, basically.
2: I <laughs> said it louder. Sorry. Well, apparently, apparently his delivery is better, mate. <laughs> that's all I can say. Wow. Had wouldn't said very, it was he just... wouldn't
1: be a very good post when he doesn't turn up.
2: That's that's the sort of stuff I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was counting.
2: There's no 11.
0: base in that. You
1: need base. 11-3 is the final Jeez. score. So Football Factory does go through to the next round where just looking at the potential matchups for it i mean football factory against no country for old men feels about as drastic a comparison as you could have
2: that's what we're here for
1: yeah still stings a bit the sin city went through i'm not looking forward to watching that again
2: a disgrace.
1: um okay so sorry burping put up onion there uh Football Factory goes through to the next round next week. It's another long film, Keenan. So strap yourself in. Godfather Two versus New Jack City.
2: Oh, mate, unbelievable! I can't wait to watch both of them. You seen New Jack? I haven't. No. There's some bits in it that there's some bits in it that I know you're not going to like, but bear with it.
1: I've seen. I know the memes that have come from it, so
2: uh, yeah.
1: I'll wait to see that. But looking forward to it. So there we go. We have settled, much like one of those uh, Twitter threads you'll see. Let's finally settle this one. And we have done that today. Football Factory, better than Green Street. You can take that wherever you need to and tell them that we've secured it. We've cemented that today. And it moves on to the next round. Thank you for listening. We'll be back. Goodbye.